He said, Jerry, I want to ask you to hand the ministry back to me, as you promised in Palm Springs on March 17. I said, Jim, assuming it was being taped or someone might be listening in and it was for the record, I said, Jim, here's what I want to say to you. When some schlub meal tries to put me down and says he has a larger congregation, I tell him right away, now listen here, don't negate your herd of my show, it's number one in the nation. Olive Pace, give up dollars, bring together a real show. Confidence is high. 10 to WYNZ, and boy, is this going to be some show. I'm glad I'm not going to be here tomorrow, I'll tell you that. Mike Spindell's going to be here tomorrow. In fact, Mike was in here, and happy birthday to Mike Spindell. Today is his birthday, um, but boy, I think tomorrow he'll probably <laughs> live to regret it, right? Unbelievable. The only reason I say that is because I just know, I just know, for whatever reason, that uh, this weekend is going to be an unmitigated disaster. I can feel it in my bones. See, I should have known yesterday when everything fell into place and everything was working out too good that today would be one of those depressing, morbid days. And I want to remind you, by the way, that uh, this weekend we want you to listen a lot because on Monday I think we're unplugging all the equipment and just uh, we're going into a state of limbo. We're going to bring in Chubby Checker to do the limbo rock here at Winds. Boy, this business, folks, I'm telling you, it's so tempting, you know? It is so tempting to get into a big thing, but I'm not going to do it until about 10.30. Anyway, uh, we've got four open hours today, and I must confess, I set my VCR, and when I came home, surprise, uh, it didn't go off. So I didn't see Larry King last night, so I don't even know what the question is. Um, I also discover, much to my astonishment, that Jerry Falwell was on with Ted Koppel last night again. Can that be possible? Can it be true? Of course not. But that's what I'm told. And in the mail this morning, I'm a little disappointed. I thought we'd be inundated. All of the station mail hasn't come in yet. That uh, will be in a little while. We're bringing that with a pony from the uh, Carroll City Post Office. I thought we'd be inundated with $40 checks for so far for your own boon box. But uh, so far, we haven't seen the first one. I guess our audience just isn't into that kind of stuff, right? They wouldn't even know what it was. And if you look at the expression on Pat's face, it looks like he's not sure what it is either, but that's another story. But we'll get into that later. One of the great pieces of mail I got at home yesterday, wait till you hear this. Guess who this is from? Now, this will lighten up your day a little bit. Look at the masthead. It's from the Miami Herald. And it's one of the... <laughs> it's one of those letters that looks like it's so personal... But you know something? It's the same, word for word, it's the same letter that everybody else has been sending me. Signed, allegedly signed, Dick Capen. Because I do my business, of course, under my real name, so it uh, they don't know me from Moishi Pupik. I guess if it was Neil Rogers, they probably would not have sent the letter, begging me to reconsider and to subscribe to the Herald. Don't forget, Father's Day is coming up, what is it, next weekend? Do something good for Dad. Cancel his Herald subscription this year. Just think the load off his back it'll take on those wet days when the Herald is all soggy and full of 20 pounds of water because the Herald delivery boys don't even twist the ends of the plastic to keep the water out. In fact, some days the water is the best part of the paper. 
What happens when you throw that out? Do they recycle that? Do we make them into trees again or something? What do they do with that? No? Can we do it in reverse? Can we make the Herald and do pine trees <laughs> and do something with that? Oh, here comes a great message. And by the way, when you call Kyle today, he is ready to just uh, attack, and I don't blame him. They bury it in the landfill. Well, we have the best informed landfill of anywhere in America, I'll tell you that, because people are throwing out the Herald left and right. They're just going nuts. Anyway, I did not see uh, Jim and Tammy on with Larry King. I didn't see, uh, so I feel like I've really been remiss, like I've really let the audience down. And if you believe that, you'll believe almost anything. Isn't that great? I get my own letter from Dick Capen. Boy, that's exciting. And then as, that, as if that isn't enough, yesterday when I was going to the store, it must have been about 20 to 4, and I turned on Daffy Show, and sure enough, you know, it's always unfortunate when these things happen and they get out. When they're not supposed to. There's no pleasant way when somebody leaves and somebody else is coming in. There's always got to be a little scene. And I've, all week long, kept my mouth shut about that business. But, uh, you know, here it is in the newspapers. And then, of course, all these people are calling in yesterday. It's all your fault. It's all that nasty maniac that's out of the morning. He's disgusted. You know, I'm responsible for everything. Anything that you old farts don't like, I'm responsible for it. You know, that's the amazing thing. And to show you what a great paper the Sun Sentinel is, speaking of newspapers... Listen to this, page 2A in this morning's paper on that people section where they have all these uh, wonderful little, you know, Pia Zadora. In fact, it's right under Pia Zadora. New shock announcer, it says. In a move that shows the strength of shock radio, WINZ, 790 AM. You. These people at the Sun Sentinel are so out of touch with what's going on in the real world that it's unbelievable. Has hired sharp-tongued talk host Stan Major and dumped issue-oriented broadcaster Taffy McCallum and two hours of afternoon news. The station has had tremendous success with its Neil Rogers talk show. Rogers, the premier local shock radio host, has used a mix of insults and sexual innuendos to propel him to the top ratings in Miami. Major will broadcast from 2 to 6 p.m. daily starting June 8th following Rogers' show. Major is controversial. He generates issues and could become an issue himself, said Mark Kuhn, WINZ's program director, end of quote. Have we moved our spot on the dial? Has W. Snooze just gone off? I don't blame him. If you had the stuff they have on the air, you'd shut it off, too. I mean, when Mike Thompson is trying to be a comedian, then you know it's all over. I mean, desperate. He's about as funny as terminal cancer. It's unreal. Shock jocks. I mean, the people of the Sun Sentinel don't even know where the station is on the dial, but they've got an opinion. Haven't I said that before? Opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one. So for all the little old bags out there that want... Oh, he did it. First he pushed out Kathy West, and now he pushed out Daffy, and next he's going to push out somebody else, and uh, oh, it's just terrible. Like I have something to do with management. We don't even know where the hell management is, much less having anything to do with them. We don't even know. Not only don't we know where they are, we don't know who they are. How do you like that? Remember that saying about Nero fiddling while Rome was burning? I mean, we don't even know where the heck these people are. As a matter of fact, and I don't want to get into a big thing about this on the air, but it is uh, kind of humorous in a very sick way. 
there is becoming a great similarity between the WINZ AM sales staff and the New York Mets pitching staff. They're all on the disabled list. Of course, some of them were on the disabled list before, right before they left. Mentally disabled. But that's another story. Man, this market, I'm telling you, and then that story about Mike McKay gets fired at Hot 105. And uh, they within the last month or two, they fired almost the whole staff over there, haven't they? Of course, we saw those numbers. That station's really, uh, it's fulfilling the promise I gave for it last year, not so hot, 105. But it'll be okay. When they change the call letters to WYOR and they bring in those automation tapes, then it'll be good. Then Lee can start worrying. He won't have that security blanket of life hanging around his neck with that nine share. <laughs> have that wonderful music in the background, that elevator music. Boy, that'd be great. I think that's what we need all over the dial in South Florida. To hell with all this shock radio. I mean, if this is shock radio, boy, we're in for big trouble. Is that Buddy Nevins? Is that the guy who writes that crap at the Sun Sentinel? Is that who it is? Does anybody know? Does anybody care? Does anybody care to know? I don't. I mean, I do get the Sun Sentinel every day, but only out of protest. You know what I usually do? I pick it up in the yellow bag and I throw it in the trash. I, I really mean that. There's nothing to read in it. There's no news. There are only ads. They have a lot of ads. If you're like Tammy Faye, if you love the shop, man, you'll love the Sun Sentinel. I mean, if you love Kmart or TJ Maxx or Zears, you'll just love the Sun Sentinel. I'm sure she got all that jewelry that she wears at TJ Maxx, right? It must be paste. When you're only making, you know, a couple of million a year, you can't afford the real stuff. She can't afford to go to Mayer's. I understand that Bob Mayer is involved in that store somehow. It's the only jewelry store in town where you have to sit on a phone book when you look at the displays. It's incredible. Can you imagine Bob Mayer and Mike Thompson doing a two-man show? <laughs> They'd have to get phone directories from the ten biggest American cities to prop those two guys up. Only kidding. Bob Mayer's not a bad guy. As far as Thompson's concerned, um, what can I say? Okay, listen, I don't really know what we're going to do here today because I'm just totally, I'm, tomorrow I'm going out to Calder. The track is opening up. I haven't seen my pass yet, by the way. I don't want to start bellyaching about that, but I haven't seen any pass for Calder. One thing I must say about Calder Racecourse is that um, who does public relations and publicity over there? Is there anybody over there, or is it kind of like our sales department? I mean, you can't complain about our sales department because we don't have one, right? It's a true story. I'm not joking you. We're here as a pubic service now. Public Radio for South Florida, WINZ. We could get Jim Quello in here from his WJR days, leave a lot of dead air. He liked dead air. WJR, Detroit, the great voice of the Great Lakes. It was kind of like putting you into a coma. And, uh, you know, they were pumping out that 50,000 watts, and J.P. McCarthy was just making all that money and his uh, golden tones and doing all those car commercials. It was great. Those were the good days when you could drive over to Biff's and get a great hamburger and go over to Hazel Park and win about seven, 800 in a couple of hours and just to have a great time. Those were the good old days. This is garbage. This sucks. In fact, I'm getting up and leaving right now. <laughs> you don't know how tempting it is, man. You have no idea. Every day is like the first day. How do you feel today, folks? You in a good mood? You want to play the game today? Do you want to talk or not? 
I think I'm going to play that whole Falwell tape. You know, yesterday we did get three hours out of it. I was joking about that, but then after the show, it dawned on me that we managed to stretch the one four-minute segment into the whole first three hours of the show. It was a miracle. It was a miracle from above. So what we need to hear, of course, in the uh, first part of the show today is from people who did their homework last night, unlike me. And again, you know, I'm sure every one of you who has a VCR has had it happen on more than one occasion. The problem, and I have one of those that is programmable on the screen, and I got that big big screen. you got to be pretty dumb not to do it right and have it go off, but it just didn't fire. It was kind of like Jim Baker in that room with Jessica Hahn. It just didn't fire. And uh, get home, and it's still sitting there. You know, it hasn't done anything. It's in that impotent position, and I didn't see that, and I didn't know. I had no idea that Koppel was going to have another segment of the soap opera on. I mean, that's just unbelievable. They are so shameless that it's it's unspeakable. Look at those lines, man. They're going nuts. Do you believe it? Do we want to talk to them? Not necessarily, huh? Oh, is that what that's about? Oh, I don't care. I'll be happy to hang up on all those people. What is that? Is that all of them calling right now? 20 minutes past 10 at WINZ. Let's get over with the frivolity and the light stuff, and let's get to the real show that's coming up in just a second. Shock Radio, according to the Sun Sentinel. Stan Major will be really honored to know that he is also a shock jock. Now, here's a guy who doesn't even know who Stan Major is, I'm sure. He doesn't even know who I am or where the station is on a dial, but it's Shock Radio. In Dade County, 624-01. Oh, the Bakers were not on with King last night. See, my VCR is so modern that it knows ahead of time the program content, and if what you're trying to tape doesn't come on, it just doesn't move. It sits there. That's great technology. Man, those Japanese, they're unbelievable, I'm telling you. It's a good thing that they're not planning to attack us again, are they? You saw those guys who were up here yesterday, those engineering types. 21 past 10 at WINZ. Let me give those numbers again because all the lines are flashing. I have no idea why. 624-0191 in Dade, 764-0707 in Broward. We'll come right back. Did you miss out last weekend? Hello, I'm Bob Cuffioni, publisher of Outhouse Magazine. And this month in Outhouse, see the totally nude, stark buck naked pictures of Evangelist. Jim Baker. That's right. We've caught Mr. PTL doing his own kind of missionary work with a treacherous little prayer partner in a totally hot, see-through French-made outfit. Yes. Crystal clear black male and white photos of the sensational encounter that melted Tammy's mascara and put her on the road to Perkadan Village, USA. <laughs> Pick up your copy now and see little Jimmy in his last Sixth Commandment breaking performance as he tries to convert his delicious disciple with a very special laying on of hands. <sighs> Just look for the headline that says Bible thumping Jimbo nails a foxy bimbo exclusively this month in outhouse magazine 25 past 10 <laughs> that sounded like the noises that larry king makes i understand he was upset last night but jim and tammy faye just couldn't handle it again tammy was so upset after nightline that uh, she couldn't take one more round of it 
uh, kind of like Jessica Hahn syndrome. You know, after the first two rounds, she didn't want to go to round three. Okay, we've got several open lines in Dave. We had a lot of uh, action there on the phone, but not too much. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They've all got little messages and other uh, Narish cart that they're doing. 624-0191 to all our English-speaking friends in Dade County. Boca, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Right this morning. Congratulations on one of the best shows I ever heard anybody do, much less uh, your good work. Yesterday was incredible. Yeah, yesterday was a great show. That's why they've all got everybody's depressed here today. It was too good, you know. That's a tough thing. Got to come back to earth. Did anybody keep a master of that? No. Oh God, I uh, I was in the car all day. I would have taped some of it at home. But uh, listen, one thing, I listened to Taffy after. Uh, I don't know. I had a little mazo streak hit me yesterday. Yes. And <laughs> and she actually she uh, she answered the questions uh, about uh, why she's leaving with class. She didn't blame you at all. She said it's all a numbers game, and management yeah. realizes that uh, provocative radio and uh, issue oriented radio is slightly more interesting than her, uh, you know, extreme right wing yeah. uh, type stuff. And she really she, she was Yesterday, uh, no, I think she is all the way around. I think she's handled it. It's unfortunate that, uh, you know, some idiot in the audience, I don't want to mention this kid's name on the air, but we do have a hit ordered on him, but uh, called her at home. Uh, this is a kid who's interfering in uh, this entire business in the market, and I'm telling you, if this kid makes it to the age of 20, it'll be a miracle. Called her at home to tell her that she was going to lose her job, and this is why all of this has come out, you know, in a very unfortunate way. But in spite of that, and in spite of the real mess that it's all turned into, I agree. She has handled it uh, like a lady and with class, and I don't, I don't harbor any ill feelings toward her at all, in spite of what a lot of those callers have to say. Uh, we've always gotten along very well off the year. It's just that, uh, you know, philosophically, I disagree, and I I don't, you know, think basically that uh, she's a part of what it is that we're trying to do on the station in terms of talk, but that isn't her fault. You know, she is what she is. That's true. Uh, and Stan Major's coming in. He was the first person I ever heard that got me interested in talk radio. You guys are going to be a Quinella that uh, you'll blow everybody out of the water with this if he hasn't lost what he had. He was down here, what, five or six years ago and then went to Philadelphia, and um, he's quite an act. Um there was a play, one of your listeners yesterday uh, got quite a few laughs uh, the, saying there was going to be another telethon uh, to unload some of the other stuff that they hadn't already sold up at uh, Heritage Village. Yeah. Uh, he plagiarized that from David Letterman, the baptismal jacuzzi and con uh, condoms for Christ and stuff like that. Really? You mean we've got a uh, rip-off artist in the audience? Yeah, really. Uh, some of your uh, listeners might be interested. Uh, Playboy's got a thing in the, uh, let's see, the July issue. I just got it. Uh, the World According to Jim and Tammy, ep excerpts uh, from a lot of their books. And one thing says, Tammy explains the miracle of the house trailer. We prayed and asked God to give us money to buy a trailer. We took this meeting in Virginia, in West Virginia, a tiny church up in the mountains. God began to bless and move. We started praying for the trailer in that meeting, and people put $100, put $100 bills in the offering for us. We were embarrassed because we had been putting 20 and 30 into the bank. Now, God was performing a miracle and giving us the most money we'd ever had in our lives. The next week, we purchased a 30, uh, the most beautiful 30-foot holiday rambler trailer possible. That sounds like it was the start of it. You know, the, yeah. This is like the Fernando and Amelda Marcus of uh, televised religion. You'll be pleased to know, by the way, that uh, somebody in the audience was kind enough to make me a T-shirt today. It says, the PTL is SOL. <laughs> it's great. Really? I just think any, I know, I don't want to clog up the lines too much because I'm sure the callers have got a lot to do, but I think anybody who would follow you and Tammy, and you know that there are going to be, you know, the uh, the people out there just, you know, want to whip themselves into a frenzy about it, 
I think they should have to register themselves as idiots that are willing to be controlled by charlatans. Oh, yeah, I think it's great. I've done a complete turnaround on this. You know, I used to get very upset about it, but in the case of them especially, but even the other ones, even Falwell and the Swaggart, although Falwell, as a lot of people have said, is really a dangerous and a nasty guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, but, uh, but as far as the Bakers are concerned and Swaggart, you know, they're incredible actors, and they put on a great show, and the people are suckers, and they want to be ripped off, and I say more power to them. If people are that stupid that even now they're continuing to send in millions of dollars, I say more power to them, man. It's, that's what America's all about, is, is the great ripoff. Well, I think Falwell's biggest fear, uh, he quoted the other day, I watched his, uh, his news conference, he said there are 518,000 people sending in money to PTL and I think he's afraid for his own self that uh, their whole game will be shut down if, if enough of this stays in the news long enough yeah. people might wake it's up it's bad for business it is. that's he, what I've been saying all along it's bad for business that's why Anchorberg got on there and that's why Falwell gets on I mean you know when you really sit down and you listen to the things that Falwell was repeating the conversations it's, it's, like, he, it's like he's reading for the National Enquirer Oh, really? Well, uh, Falwell also said they've got a fax machine in his office, and he said using one of our own planes, uh, you know, he doesn't fly commercial and stuff like this. Uh, you know, we're setting these people up like uh, the old uh, the old Romans, and uh, the people just don't seem to care. Yeah, well, more power to them. I'm all for Jim and Tammy. Listen, have a great weekend at Calder. Blow your brains up, but bring home a couple winners. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Man is called in to inform us that the Nightline show with Ted Koppel two nights ago that went 40 minutes over. I thought it was uh, going to be an hour, but it really was only going to be a half hour. And they went over 40 minutes. It got a 40 share. Do you understand what we're saying, folks? A 40 share for a program that comes on at 11.30 at night and was on until 12.40 in the morning Eastern Time. It's unbelievable. Can't deal with it, folks. I can't cope with it. Homestead, hello. Hi. Hi. It's just entertainment. I know. Entertainment tonight. Yeah, better. Better. It was good. I will grant you that. It was better than Mary Hart. Yeah. Well, I'm, i got to make this quick because I'm paying for it from Homestead. But the Miami Herald woke us up this morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, someone that sounded like my grandmother because uh, we had uh, canceled our subscription. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tried to convince my husband for about 10 minutes. And, and finally he said, well, we always we, we, you know, we tolerated the Herald until they did that Gary Hart stuff. And then we just weren't interested anymore. And she said, it's over, it's over, subscribe again already, you know. <laughs> but we couldn't, uh, you know, so we hung up the phone. They called you at 7 in the morning? 7 in the morning. They must know we have school-age kids or something. You know? What a bunch of animals. Yeah, but anyway, we still buy it at the 7-Eleven sometimes, you know. And there's an, I did buy it this morning. And, uh... The lead on the weekend says, FCC rule, no joke to Carlin. And it's an article oh, about th- George Carlin. Yeah, I saw that. that. So maybe you'll be able to get him uh, on the phone or something. Yeah, we're trying. Oh, fantastic. That's the only reason I called him. You know, always loved him and uh, uh, like listening to you, of course. So it would be great to hear the two of you together. We're working on it. Okay, great. Bye. Thanks, thanks a lot. By the way, the... Uh, Strategic Radio Research Company in Chicago took a poll. This A little bit of this was in the paper a few days ago. The vast majority of the listeners across the nation said no when asked, are there any disc jockeys in your city that particularly offend you by the language they use? Only 12% said yes. 84% said no. With vir- within virtually all of the topics tested, women were more likely to find a subject offensive than men, according to their survey of 1,014 interviews all over the country. 
which I think might be uh, mildly interesting. Not real exciting, but mildly interesting. Then I have a copy of the May issue of Free Thought Today from Madison, Wisconsin. This is the magazine that uh, Ann Gaylor and the Freedom From Religion people put out. And this is great. It has story after story, including the one I read yesterday about Falwell accused of raising $3.2 million for famine relief in Sudan, and they never fed anybody. And it's just filled. It's a whole newspaper filled with these incredible stories. Letty Ward, 34, was convicted by a Missouri jury of breaking the arms and legs of six children under 18 months of age at the church-operated We Serve Humanity Daycare Center. Former high school chaplain Thomas Paul Bradley, 26, was charged with abducting and murdering a 26-year-old law school-bound waitress, Tracy D. Shotland. Bradley was described as friendly and very religious. And it's just, the whole magazine is just filled with this stuff from all over the country, from places that haven't been invented yet. Okay, as the show goes on, I'm going to share, as they say on certain programs, I'm going to share some of this with you because I know you just uh, do a tap dance on the ceiling. Deerfield, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How you doing? Super, how are you? Okay. Good. Uh, to uh, just continue a, a little uh, report here on these, on another faker that uh, uh, that you haven't touched on yet this morning. I used to get a little bit, uh, not offended, but bothered by you ripping other talk show hosts. And this week, I don't blame you for doing it whatsoever. I was listening to Alice yesterday. Really? And I, he used the word tinkling. He was talking about somebody had called to uh, to compliment him, yeah. and he was talking to Mike Thompson. He goes, oh, yeah, the guy just went on. He was just tinkling all over me. Mm -hmm. Now, I realize that that's not anything that you have copyrighted or anything, but that's that's sort of identifiable yeah. with Neil Rogers. Yeah, that kid hasn't got an original thought in his brain. I heard him call somebody subhuman yesterday. Yeah. yeah, and he was doing a thing about the Tidy Bull Man the day before. Yeah. Yeah, I and don't course, blame you. Course, I think you should rip him unmercifully. And, of course, this afternoon he's doing something very original between 5 and 7, and I'm delighted he's doing it. Better him than us. He's doing a dating show between 5 and 7 every Friday. Hey, that's a brand-new concept, huh? <laughs> Somebody also called in to say that Mike Thompson repeated the Polish joke that I told on the air yesterday. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No originality over there whatsoever. None whatsoever. And, uh... Uh, Lee had an interesting uh, show on this morning. I listened to it for about five minutes. You had a choice of who would you rather shoot, your father, your mother, or your kid, or something like that. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, it was it, it was charming. It was something about who do you want to let out. I want to say good morning to Mike Thompson, by the way. Mike's a big fan of this show. Well, He does put a screen over the speaker in the radio, though, so he won't uh, catch anything when he listens to this program. Well, some people are very phobic. Yeah. All right, Neil, have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. How you doing, Mike? How many phone books are you sitting on this morning, baby? 23 before 11 at WYNZ. We have an open line in Broward. An El Paso Catholic priest accused of buying sexual favors from a 23-year-old man with $1,300 in church funds won't be prosecuted because the money has been paid back and the priest is in counseling, according to USA Today. The Newark Star-Ledger reports that Roman Catholic priest Timothy Brennan, 46, 
pleaded guilty to sexual conduct with a 15-year-old male student at the parochial school where he served as guidance counselor theology teacher. He was placed on probation. The Scranton Times reports that Reverend Roger J. Trott, 42, a Roman Catholic priest, was sentenced to five years probation and fined $10,000 after pleading guilty to corrupting the morals of a minor for sexual gratification. He is required to take psychiatric treatment. He admitted he took advantage of altar boys at the St. John de La Salle Church in Delmont. He also molested them when he took them on outings to thank them for their service to the church. Thank you so much. What should we do? Take the Davey call next because I think this is going to be a good one. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. You say that last priest was hot to trot? Hot to trot. In fact, he's going to be running at Pompano this October, yeah. At, uh, what, a five to three? Anyway, uh, you... <laughs> have to hear about this. The only reason I hung on was, what's that guy at 9 o'clock on snooze? Is Jerry Wichner? Jerry Wichner. Okay. Uh, I, I I was trying to get away from the ball game on my way home last night uh, and looking around the dial and I heard him talking so I stopped and listened for a second and at exactly 9.16 he A, said you were a large pile of blubber, then mumbled something about uh, he can handle the criticism but he would like the opportunity to take his fist, shove it down your throat, grab you by the ass, and turn you inside out. I thought you would like to know that. That was at 9.17 he made that last statement. I want to tell you something right now. If you took away the 357 Magnum from Jerry Wichner, he is the biggest wimp that ever stepped foot on the face of this earth, okay? I'm, I'm sure, uh, but I, I thought you would like to know the kind of thing. In addition to which, I have no idea what that's in response to other than his general, you know, run-of-the-mill redneck mentality. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I don't either. Has he flipped his wig or what? He, he was mumbling something about you ripping him on the radio and that uh, that he then said, you know, you were nothing but a, a big pile of blubber. And then yeah. his last statement at 9.17, I looked at the clock on, in the car and I went, i got to make a record of this in my mind so I can tell Neil tomorrow. That was the last part about turning you inside out. I was hysterical. I said, yeah, he could do that like I can fly without wings. Yeah. But, uh, I felt, you well, you know, that's that macho, you know, that wonderful redneck macho mentality. I want to get him in a bar and, uh, you know, uh, turn him inside out and put his foot where his mouth is and all that other good stuff. You know, that's terrific talk, Jerry. Does he carry a piece? Is that? Of course. Are you serious? Oh, okay. Well, that's then, his then phallic you... symbol. You bet. Wonderful. Well, you you let you let him. You let him come for you. When he gets within 12 feet, I'll take the gun away and then you can have him. Okay. Okay. Good luck to you. All you got to do is pull Jerry's wig off, boy, and he just freaks out. It's 17 before 11 at WYNZ. We have an open line in Broward, 764-0707. Man, what's going on all of a sudden today? Yesterday was too good. See, yesterday was a Thursday, which was supposed to be bad because we had had three Thursdays in a row that were less than spectacular. Yesterday, we just fell into it. I'll confess that. I'm not taking any credit <clears throat> for anything that happened yesterday except good luck. And we just fell into it. Everything fell into place. We had a great show yesterday, so I should have known that today was just going to be kind of like uh, four hours of discontent. Miami, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. Number one, I won't take any shots at Kathy. Taffy. Okay, I can barely hear you. Are you whispering? Is this... Uh... Yes, basically. Okay. I won't take any shots at Taffy because okay. I'm just happy that she's not going to be there. I agreed with a lot of what she used to say. Yeah. But once that program aired, forget it. Just couldn't handle that. Number two, I was wondering, if I go out and rob um, a Wells Fargo truck and then give it to um, 
Jerry Falwell. Will I get forgiveness and also be able to use some of it? Oh, absolutely. They'll probably even bond you out. <laughs> well, I enjoyed the program. It's really okay. good. Okay. Good luck. It. Good luck to you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, just hope you get the truck that's got the most money on it. Uh, also, the Newark Star-Ledger, they seem to have an epidemic of this over there in that part of the country. Roman Catholic priest Richard Galden, 56, pleaded guilty to molesting more than a dozen parochial schoolboys, ranging in age from 10 to 12, while assigned to a Newark church. All victims were students at Our Lady of Good Counsel Parochial School. Galden served as chaplain to three Boy Scout troops and participated in outings. What have I told you about those Boy Scout troops? Haven't I always told you that? Reverend Edward Stefanich was charged in February, this according to the Clarendon Hills Progress and Chicago Sun-Times, with two counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse of a 15-year-old female student at St. Scholastical R.C. Church in Woodridge. According to the girl's diary, the priest offered to run away with her after his conduct was disclosed. The priest was a suspect in an unsolved 1982 murder case. Sixteen guns were found in his rectory after his recent arrest. The Waukegan News Sun reports that Catholic church worker Ronald Kriz, 50, of Chicago, was charged with a year-long series of assaults on four altar boys at a West suburban Cicero Church. He molested boys in his home after promising to show them his collection of baseball cards. Unbelievable. Police began investigations after a teacher saw one of the young victims draw a picture of a man and a boy having sex. Chris used his position as an unpaid lay minister what? to befriend altar boys. Can you say lay minister on the air? I don't think so. I'd be real cautious about that. The New York Daily News reports that Randall Ring, 19, a coach at a parochial boys basketball team and a state parole officer was charged with sodomizing a 13-year-old member of the basketball team in Queens. It's 14 before 11 at WINZ, and let's go to Del Rey. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. I was going to say, uh, after, uh, I think that priest was quoted as saying after uh, the baseball card trick came through for him, I think he said that Beza Ball has been very good to me. But uh, I wanted to, did you, have, did you uh, happen to catch this morning, Jesse Jackson was on... Uh, oh, no, that would have ruined my whole day. Are you serial? What does he want? Jesse Jackson was on Phil Donahue this morning. What does he hope to be? He hopes to be president, or yeah. at least maybe president, or at the very least a ne'er-do-well. I, uh, well, he's already that. He, uh, he's pathetic, but uh, he's the front runner, so... Uh, I don't know what you can say about it, but I thought uh, you, you might have had your VCR set for that. It was pretty tragic. No, my VCR knows. Now, I understand it's got a brain, a memory in it. I never realized that till this moment, but now it knows. When Jesse comes on, it immediately has a shutoff. Machinery with common sense, huh? Yeah, it's got a chip uh, in there. The uh, other thing, I was flipping around on the stations, and I turn on the 700 Club, and there's old smiling Pat Robertson. And guess who the newest addition is to that uh, mimicry of uh, of religion? Susan Howard, the girl that played uh, Donna Krebs on Dallas, who got axed. I never watched the show. She uh, she was the uh, one of the uh, the headline ladies on there, and she got uh, taken off the show at the end of the season. And now she's doing the Seven Hundred Club. That's not a big change, Dallas to the Seven Hundred Club. I, I, you know, in light of all the things that have happened in religion lately. Yeah. What other you could thing? write in together. Uh, you ought to. Uh, well, this you'll find this interesting. Did you? You, you, you don't ever listen to Cosell, do you? Howard? No, never. 
Did you hear that Moonbeam who he picked for the uh, competition for uh, in the uh, in the next race? Uh, what it was a week from tomorrow, the Preakness? No, the Belmont. Come on, I'm sorry, Gulch. And uh, what is it, Havy's Comet or Havy's? Havy's Copy. Havy's Copy. Mm-hmm. Those are the two horses he likes. You think he's out in the out in the limb there? Or do you... Well, I mean that that really takes a lot of brilliance. They both won in New Jersey last, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, last Sunday or whatever day it was. Uh, you know, and I guess New Jersey is close enough to New York that anybody who wins in New York has got to win the Belmont. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Well, you ought to... Uh, Trust me, plunge your brains out on Leo Castilli with Santos. You know, after I have to compliment you on Sell your house. ...a show. Uh, I'll tell you something. I didn't... You know, I used to listen to another station who used to rip you apart all the time. Which one is that? There is another station? Well, there was. Uh, and uh, I always used to, you know, uh, like an idiot, uh, dislike you without ever having listened to you. Well, since you've come on days, I've started listening to you, and I've found myself to, to become a hardcore Neil Rogers fan. Hardcore, huh? Hardcore, especially after Shock yesterday's radio. show. I think you ought to get Pat Boone next time you go out to a uh, park and you can sell box lunches. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what I want to do. All right. I'm not going to wait, although this would be unfair. What I'm going to do is the people who have already, if anybody did, send in their $40 check. Right. I mean, this may open up a real Pandora's box. Any, anybody sent the $40 check, what we'll do is we'll wait, because we've ordered 100 copies of the uh, of the Hustler from January 84. Uh-huh. And what we'll do is we'll wait till they come in and we'll send them a virgin copy, okay, because we want to be fair to them if you pardon that expression. But anybody else, because I'm in such a foul mood today, not really, it's just a strange day, anybody else who wants their own boon box, just send us a stamped self-addressed envelope. We'll send you a copy free. You don't even need to send a donation to so far. How's that for generosity? That's, that's, that's kind. We can put this guy on a map. Well, listen, have fun at the track tomorrow. Okay. Okay, Neil. See you later. In fact, uh, in one of the pictures, I hear that Pat is wearing Jerry Wichner's wig. And you ought to see where he's wearing it. Unbelievable. So if you want a free copy, okay, we want to bring Pat back. We want to put him on the map. He hasn't had a hit in so many years that it's enough to make you want to cry. On a day like today. Someday we hope to quietly tell our story. A story of two sinners saved by grace. We pass the time away. Prostitute, and I am not or have ever been a homosexual. Okay, all you got to do is send me a stamped, self addressed envelope. Now, those, if you have sent the 40 bucks, probably nobody did, right? You think so? We'll find out in about 10 minutes when the mail comes in. But we don't want to be unfair. So we'll send the people who uh, make the donations the virgin copies. Because there is a big difference between the actual copies out of the magazine. I mean, you can you can count the uh, pubic hairs on that picture almost. And, of course, the copy isn't uh, quite as uh, graphic, I guess. Although, you know, unless uh, unless you're just oblivious, it's pretty easy to see what's in the box. But anyway, if you'd like your own uh, boombox, just send your stamped self-addressed envelope to boombox. Care of Neil Rogers, W-I-N-Z, 
Miami. We could be opening up a Pandora's box with this, huh? Monday, the mail may come pouring in here. That's Boone Box, care of Neil Rogers, W-I-N-Z, Miami, 33055. Be the first one in your neighborhood with your very own personal Pat Boone Box. Powder Pass. Just a little hint. Every year I have to do that. I don't know why. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Of course, uh, those of us in this business, we have no shame. Roman Catholic priest Gustavo Benson, according to the San Bernardino Sun, age 40, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge of child molestation involving a 13-year-old altar boy at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Barstow, California. He uh, was to be sentenced in May and is undergoing a church-sponsored rehab program in New Mexico. He originally maintained his innocence when he was accused of molesting two boys. We'll have a few of those each hour because uh, they're just chock full. And these are all within the last couple of months, by the way. This is not a uh, list of isolated events that have happened over the last 20 years. These are stories that have come out of newspapers in this country over the last uh, two or three months. Miami, hello. Hello, how you doing? Bless you, sir. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start saying that I'm on, um, on a car radio, so I don't have to wait so long. Okay. The last time, you made me wait an hour. You know what the thing is to do? What? Get a little, uh, one of those little horns, you know, that like Clarabelle used to have, one of those little uh, honkers, yep. and then it sounds like you're tooting your horn and we'll believe you're in the car. Really? Listen, um, what, aren't you on uh, 940? The last time we looked, but according to the Sun Sentinel, we're on 790. What do they know? I don't they know. can't I get arrested. In a move that shows the weakness of uh, print media, go on from there. Yeah. I'll tell you. shows the stupidity of the people in print media. Not only don't they know what they're writing about, they don't even know where to find us on the dial. I'll tell you. I don't know. Anyway, we just wanted to say that we like your show. And yesterday, um, we had a customer in the store. We had your show on, and he was from Venezuela. And he, he couldn't believe the kind of stuff that we do here in America. Yeah, well. He also spent 800 bucks. So oh, like I said, tell him he's a great Venezuelan. We love his money. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Well, I can't believe it. You realize just another three hours and I'll have a whole weekend off? Do you know how long it's been since I've had two whole days off? It's been like uh, an eternity. And tomorrow, of course, I'll go out and lose a couple of thousand. That'll make it worthwhile, right? Maybe you ought to reconsider. Oh, okay, wait a minute. We got the list of the weekend shows. That ought to be good. Now, if you think anybody can read that, Glenn wrote the list in Sanskrit on the blackboard. That's good. I mean, in tiny little letters. Ernie is having the uh, Jewish commander. What is that? I can't believe Oh, he's not Jewish. Ernie is having Goyam on this week. Okay, write it on your calendar, folks. Put it in your diary. That's like the last time that Shirley Peters had a straight guest on her show, right? Ernie is having... I'm serious. He's having Goyam on this week. In honor of Easter. Well, better late than ever, Ernie. Mike Spindell. Let's see. Is Mike's guest Jewish? No. What is that? You expect me to read that, John? What? Green, green. Even you can't read it. Oh, he's Jewish. That's good. Thank God for that, boy. We don't want to start a pattern now, a trend. Author of the Insider's Book of the Benson family members? What is that? Robbie Benson's life story? Murders. Oh, murders. Oh, that's good. And then Marshall Moore, of course, uh, you know, it makes no difference to read Marshall's guest names because uh, although he does have that one guest that I love, what's that guy's name? He's got that one guy with that incredible name that I think Marshall just makes up. Oh, it'll come to me in the next hour. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? Does anybody listen to Marshall's show? Now, nobody here listens because we don't have any money. If we had money, we would listen. Oh, yeah, he's got that one guy who's got that incredible name. Maybe Kyle. Oh, that's it. 
I'm telling you, Kyle is just, he's incredible. He's unbelievable. Anything you mention, if you talk about the color of a sweater that somebody's wearing in Peoria today on 14th Street, he can tell you, Neville McJunkin. That's my favorite. Boy, you got to have guts to go on the air with a guest who's got a name like Neville McJunkin, who's selling people commodities and stocks and stuff like that. Would you buy stocks from a guy named McJunkin? That's incredible. So that's the uh, wins weekend, boy. It looks like a real winner. Glenn's going to be here in the morning, is he? You are. Yeah. Is tomorrow your last Saturday morning? No, one, two. Oh, two more. <sighs> Boy, okay. Brace yourselves, folks. Okay, Mike Wolf is here with the local and area news headlines. World news from CBS at the top of the hour. Don't forget, get your envelope in the mail now. Be the first in your neighborhood to have your own boon box. Just send to boon box, care of Neil Rogers, W-I-N-Z, Miami, 33055. And uh, get your hands on your very own copy before it's too late. Anyway, the uh, Orange County, California Register reports that Richard M. Boucher, a school board trustee, one-time citizen of the year, and national vice chair of the Catholic Scout Committee during his 45 years of scouting, has confessed that he sexually molested a child 60 to 70 times over eight years. The 61-year-old family man started molesting the boy when he was 12 years old. He said, Jerry, I want to ask you to hand the ministry back to me, as you promised in Palm Springs on March 17. I said, Jim, assuming it was being taped or someone might be listening in and it was for the record, I said, Jim, here's what I want to say to you. When some schlamiel tries to put me down and says he has a larger congregation, I tell him right away, now listen here, good heard of my show, it's number one in the nation. All his face, W-I-N-C. Neil Rogers here until 2. Daffy will be along from 2 to 4 this afternoon. And we do have one open line in Broward where somebody just expired only moments ago. One of those altar boys uh, couldn't handle it. 764. I'll resist. I was going to say that one of the priests wanted to handle it for him, but that would have been terrible. 764-0707. We'll start this hour in Kendall. Hello. Hypocritical homosexual. Oh, yeah. Good. Good for you, pal. Great. Hypocritical. Guttural sounds in Kendall. He's got his little machine out again this morning. Hollywood, hello. Good morning, Neil. Hi. Hi. I, I have a point of information if you're interested. I just found out that the Miami Herald has a special rate, which is half of the amount that people pay for their subscription. And if you want the number and the address where to send it, uh, the people who are still subscribing will pay half of what they normally pay for the year. Are you interested? No, I don't want to promote people. I don't care what the rate is. I want them all to no, cancel. I that they would uh, be losing half the amount of money, the Miami Herald, and I thought that maybe... Oh, I see. So in other words, when they read... If well, they I... send it to this particular address, they will pay half of what they normally pay for the year. Why is that? I don't understand well, it, that. It seems that uh, this is a uh, secret, and no one is supposed to know about it. And being they, I happened to call up and wanted to know why they were selling it for half price on the streets with the new subscription. They said that they had this, but uh, they did not advertise it to the regular uh, subscribers. Mm -hmm. So if you are in... Well, listen, go ahead. I mean, uh, okay. more power to you. It's the Miami Herald. Yeah. Post Office Box 
5999 Fort Lauderdale. The zip is 33302. And put their next bill if they send $53.30 for the year. They will be saving half price and they will be losing half of what they normally get because it's over $106 a year. Uh, normally every uh, three months if you pay every three months. So they will be losing half of their profits. And I thought it would be interesting being they had that terrible article in the paper. That's P.O. Box 599. Right. Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. 33302. 33302. Right. Okay. And the amount to be sent with their next subscription bill is $53.30 for the year. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. May the good news be yours. Okay, bye-bye. Byzantine priest Robert John Ruglovsky of Minneapolis has been charged with sexually abusing six boys barely a month after another priest in the area was accused in two civil suits of molesting ten boys over a 20-year period with at least partial knowledge of officials. The 50-year-old priest was charged with recent incidents involving boys ages 12 to 14. The priest hired boys to do miscellaneous jobs. A criminal complaint says they were molested in a hotel, in the church, and in the priest's car. The boys reported the incidents to a teacher at a parochial school following a discussion of AIDS during a religion class. It's 12 minutes past 11 at WYNZ. We have an open line in Dade at 624-0191. If there are any uh, altar boys or priests in the audience who want to call in, forget it. Sunrise, hello. Yes, good morning. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I'm first-time caller and uh, new to the area, and I just picked you up a couple weeks weeks ago. Well, welcome to the unreal world, sir. Yes, and I just got a revelation while I was waiting on the phone about what the initials TJ and TJ Maxx stand for. Is it something we can say on the air? Yes, Tammy and Jimmy. Never thought about that. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, Maybe I that's where the $92 million went. I just uh, starting business down here shortly, and uh, I was down in September, and I heard of Alan Burke. Is that the guy that used to be on TV back in the 50s? Yeah, about 80 years ago, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying, and he's old enough to be the 13th disciple. <laughs> he is, as a matter of fact. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a new revelation, too. Mm -hmm. But getting to that priest about showing his baseball cards, I, I just think he wanted the kids over to show his bat and balls. That's... But uh, Stan Majors, he used to work for WWDB in Philadelphia. Have you ever had the feeling you were just kind of like standing stark naked out in the middle, like at a home plate, like on the mound, and there was nobody else on the field, and there were 80,000 people at Municipal Stadium in the stands? I'm sorry, what were you saying? Stan Major, yes, was for five years in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, at WWDB. Correct, it? right. And uh, I was there when Bob Grant was there, and uh, I heard you mention him one time with a... The original caller said, get off the phone. Uh, well, Bob used to say creep, but you said something, get off the phone. <laughs> no, I don't say that. No, I, I know. That's that's Bob's uh, cliche. But, uh, yeah. This and Alice guy. There's what? another guy in town who's ripped that off from Bob Grant, but that's okay. But this Alice person, uh, you never mentioned his name. Is he from Snooze or that NWS? Or? You really don't know? No, I don't. I never, I'm new to the talk show down here. That's a way to find out, sir. Oh, uh, either there or the Greyhound bus station. Right. 
Okay, listen, have a great life. Welcome to South Florida. Okay, thank you. Good luck to you. You'll need it. 1114 at WYNZ. Boca, good morning. Morning. Praise the loot. Praise the Lord, sir. Praise the loot. Okay. I got one. Does Tom Fiedler listen to your show? Only when he wears a trench coat. Okay, I got one for him out in Cal. I used to live out in Los Angeles, and Pat Boone built the church on the corner of my street on Lennox and Sherman Way. It was called the, the Church on the Way. And he built the whole church, paid for it, and they threw him out for immoral activity. That true? That's a true story. It's called Church on the Way. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Forty share, incredible. On the way to hell in a handbasket, I think. Good luck at Calder. We'll see you out there. Thank you. Bye bye. By the way, don't forget if you'd like to get your own pet goon goon bots. <laughs> oh boy. It's good I'm not going to be here tomorrow, I'll tell you. Mike Spindell can bring this whole station back to a state of respectability. We have two open lines. They're both in Broward, 764-0707. North Miami Beach, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I just thought I'd remind you that there was a great hockey game in the Spectrum last night. Did not see it. Thank City you. of Philadelphia. Yeah. You, you usually mention it, don't you? I didn't see it. You, you didn't? No. Thank goodness. Well, thank God the Flyers won again, and they're going to win again the next game. Well, you know something? At this point, you may be right. I mean, Edmonton is blown. They've had the lead in three games that they blew. Well, Maybe... because they lost their oil. Huh? They have no more oil. Is that it? Yeah, they... they the, well, the well has run dry? Last night. Yeah. Well, evidently, they've blown three games, so maybe Philadelphia deserves to win. Yeah, Philadelphia does come up with some good things. Such as... Well, we have the Sixers. We have the Phillies who win occasionally. Yeah. We have the Eagles who eventually will have a pretty good team. Yeah, one of these years, yeah. Yeah, but I at thought... least they have them. Well, that's true. That's true. And the people come out to see them. Right. Well, what are you doing here then? Well, I came to get away from the cold weather. Okay. Well, no, that's the that's the one operative answer. That's the only answer that I accept. As long as you have, maybe a little bit longer. Right. Okay. You're a gentleman of good taste. Okay. Thank you very much. Neil. When, when is the uh, when's the seventh game? Saturday or Sunday? Um, seventh game is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Okay. Yeah. To hell with those Oilers. You know, they had uh, three goal lead in one game and they blew that. They had two goal leads in two other games and they just can't put them away. So maybe the uh, maybe the Flyers deserve to win it. Screw them. I don't want to turn on the uh, Oilers, but I'm not an Edmonton fan anyway. You know, me and the Maple Leafs. Me and those Maple Leafs. Boy, are they still playing or what? They got that crazy coach, John Brophy or Brody or whatever the hell his name is with the white hair. He's uh, something else, a piece of work. Miami, good morning. Yeah, Neil. Yeah. Put the religion aside. I need a couple of winners tomorrow. You were so great last week. I thought maybe it'd... Uh... Don't press your luck. I know, but give us one shot or two All right. shots. I'll tell you what, when the uh, Miami News comes in, it'll have the entries for tomorrow at Calder. Right on. Okay, uh, so when that comes... Well, in fact, uh, if somebody's got the sports section from the Miami News, when they bring it in, I'll give a look and see if I find anything. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, good luck to you. You going to be out there? Yeah, sure. Okay, good luck.
We'll all need it out there. I'm telling you, I'm I'm mortgaging my house. I'm selling everything. I'm going out to Calder. The handle might be three million tomorrow. It's going to be incredible. 18 past 11 at WYNZ. We have a couple of open lines in Dade now. 6240191. Hello, Neil. I'm recently located here from uh, Houston, the home of Neanderthal Radio, and it's really a pleasure to listen to you. I really enjoy your show. Well, welcome to the land of Neanderthal people, sir. <laughs> well, just one quick comment. Uh, the first weekend I was here was the boat show weekend, and this is to do with the Miami Herald and their in-depth research department. Yeah. They had a, uh, a full page, a full color page, uh, and a special edition for the boat show, and it showed a knot that every boater is supposed to be able to know how to tie, called a bowling knot. The knot was tied incorrectly. Oh, wait a minute. Does that have to do with the Boland Amendment? <laughs> Not quite, but I just couldn't believe that any major paper would print a full color page of a knot that everybody's supposed to know how to tie. And just Now I understand why Ollie North said knots to you when they asked him to testify. <laughs> That's all, Neil. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Hang in there. But got to testify in front of an angry Senate subcommittee, and that can really make you sweat. So you need the cologne especially formulated to cover that distinctive stench of guilt. You're testifying, but you're caught lying. You're wearing Ollie. Splash it on. Ollie, the covert cologne named for the guy who started it all. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, and there's nothing I'd rather do than tell you how great my new cologne is. Uh, but I must regretfully and respectfully decline to comment on advice of my attorney. You're the guy on the spot, Ali. You're the one who got caught, Ali. Ronald Reagan has kissed you off. You're the scapegoat, Ali. This time, divert your funds and take the fifth of Ali. New from Cover Up Cosmetics. 20 minutes past 11 at WINZ. I see old Twinkle Toes is doing a dance in the control room this morning. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. Let's uh, do a little break. When we come back... Ago we left, and I have not walked into my house. I've not seen my puppies and my kittens and all those things. And our dear friends that we love so much dance. And so to the people at home, we love you. We miss you. And, yeah. and we hope all of the people we love so much will forgive us and help us to uh, go on. Twenty-three past eleven at WINZ. We got uh, that caller in the California Club Mall. Are you really there? I'm here. Amazing! It's a miracle. I, I parked and came in just to use the phone. There's a guy outside with a uh, card table, a uh, free T-shirt with the Miami Herald. He's wearing a yellow hat with a red band, a faded green shirt, plaid shorts down to his knees. He has like light beige shoes with a big heel in the back. And his socks are halfway up to his... He's uh, <laughs> a sight. He keeps moving the table out, I see, closer to the street. Yeah, well, so what's Tom Fiedler doing out there? Excuse me? I said, what, so what's Tom Fiedler doing there? I don't know. I see here on the mall the sales clerk from Eckert's looking in the bag store. So I guess there's no customers in Eckert's. But there's one thing about this guy, because I'm behind him. He keeps scratching behind himself. Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe that's for customers or flies or I don't know what. But he asked me if I wanted a T-shirt. I said, no, I can't. Yeah. Well, the rumor is the Herald is scratching for business these days, so that must be what they're talking about. It's obvious. Maybe okay. It's Allendale. So are they uh, having a big mob scene at the California Club Mall? No, I see more uh, ants on the floor than I see people walking in the door. Yeah, boy, that mall is uh, stiff. Boy, there's nobody there. Nobody. Ever. Well, listen, if you get over to Kmart over there, uh, Tammy Faye will be there in a couple of hours. I'll get her autograph. Okay. Thank you. Good luck to you, sir. <sighs> okay, we have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. 6240191 you know something i have the um, oh this is yesterday's miami news what a tragedy when running in there i'm all out of breath i'm just about ready to pass out and it's yesterday's sports section of the miami news okay we have an open line in broward 7640707 now we have two open lines in day i think this is pretty much the end of the line for today don't you there's no point in pushing a good thing 6240191 is our date number and somebody in Boca is calling on our dime. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Um, I'm always saying it better all the time. Your new thing with the Ollie North Cologne, I'm just sitting there laughing and cracking up. Um, can you imagine what this place is going to be like come September or August, whenever it is, when you have not one, but two people here that a certain segment of their population is just going to be foaming to the mouth over? You know that? Who's that? Well, President Reagan and the Pope. Oh, in September. See how soon they forget. You know? I, th I thought you were talking about Neil Rogers and Stan Major. No. <laughs> Can you just imagine what this place is going to be like? We'll yeah. i to censor you, the FCC or something, in your comments or something. Anyways, I just want to uh, keep up the good work, will you? I'll try. Okay. That's what they say to the Pope. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Now we have somebody else on our dime. Man, this is what I like. I like to see this company spend money, you know, just bleed it. Bleed it out of them. Come on. Squeeze it out of them like getting blood out of a turnip. Lake Worth, hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? All right, I got a couple of questions, or actually one question one comment. I used to work at a, uh, a VHF station in Miami that used to do independent programming. I'm not going to mention Channel 6. Okay. And we used to broadcast Jim Baker's early morning Sunday show that was an hour in front of a live audience. Yep. And there was absolutely no glitz whatsoever. So I wanted to know when he was born again into show business, because I've seen him recently just before this... Uh... Well, he had a consultant. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. The same guy who consulted our FM. <laughs> and if you believe that... The guy did a better job with your FM. You'll believe anything. No, what are you talking about? They've really uh, they've put showmanship back into uh, television. I think uh, Tammy Faye they got a 40 share. regular workouts with her tear ducts. They got a 40 share on Nightline two nights ago. 40 yeah, I heard about share. That. that is remarkable. And the other comment I had, the other thing I had to do was a comment. I run in my neighborhood up here, which is a big residential area full of old deserted houses. And uh, often people drive around looking for someplace, and they never seem to find it, so I'm always stopped for directions. So I was running down this street, and uh, this car blows past me, starts honking on his horns, stops. The guy jumps out and stands in my path, so I had to stop. And so, you know, I'm expecting somebody was lost and they needed directions because that happens to me all the time. Yeah, was Jerry Witcher. says to me, I've got some good news for you. Did you know that Jesus loves you? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. 
I almost I almost gave him a free pass to meet his maker. I'll tell you, I oh, was that's so angry because here I was, you know, after running six. He or eight wanted miles. to share. Don't you understand? He wanted to share the good news with you, sir. Yeah, I guess I looked like I needed religion at that moment. Like I don't those know. priests that wanted to share the good news with the altar boys. <laughs> oh God, that's good. They were saying. Must have been my shorts. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I wanted to tell you that story, Neil. Okay. Well, listen. Good luck to you, sir. All right. Thanks. We'll okay. see you. We have uh, Broward just uh, died. That was it. That cleaned out Broward completely. 764-0707. See, I got a false sense of security yesterday. I told you that. But I did know it at the beginning of the show today. I knew it was going to be tough. Got the day off tomorrow, and they're not going to uh, they're not going to be easy to come by today. 764-0707, if there's anybody alive in uh, Broward. And, of course, that's been something we've been investigating for a long time. By the way, somebody called about this picture and they did a lot of investigation in Hustler before they printed this because they could have been sued for millions, okay? And this is already like three years ago, so there is no question. But somebody suggested we were whistling in the dark with this. You know that Pat Boone? This is a true story. He did the whistling on this, on this record. much lip balm, I think. 11.30 at WINZ, and uh, let's go to Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Am I on the Yes, sir. Yeah. I'd like to ask you a question, sir. Do you mind if I change the subject? Yes. Uh, where are we going next? we got a caller on a mobile phone. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. How are you doing? Well, I answered his question, didn't I? <laughs> Neil, I want to ask you, what happened to Daffy? What do you mean, what happened to her? Yesterday, she was crying. She said she's leaving. No, she wasn't crying. One of the callers was crying. Well, the callers, and they're all blaming you. Yeah. You're the bad guy. I'm all, everything that happens that they don't like, I'm responsible for. When it rains and it floods the backyard, I'm responsible for it. thank God you're tall because everybody blames you. Everybody hollers on you. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Take care. Okay, sir. Well, that was pretty profound, wasn't it? Man, I'm telling you. We're not going for quantity today. We're going for quality. We're not getting it, but we're going for it. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? All right. Uh, where are you reading this from, This uh, all this pre-stories here? Uh, the pre-stories is from the May 1987 issue of Free Thought Today, which comes from the uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation in Madison, Wisconsin. And each of these stories comes, it's got the date and the source. So it's not, you know, they couldn't just be making these up like the uh, USA Today, Orange County Register. It's got the date and the uh, source of each story. Uh, is there an address there I could send for this? Sure. Let me find it for you. Of course, you probably have to cough up a couple of bucks. Oh, that's all right. I think it's worth it. Okay. Freedom from Religion Foundation. The name of the uh, paper is Free Thought Today. Okay? Yeah. And the organization is called the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Okay. P.O. Box 750. Yeah. Madison, Wisconsin. And the zip code is 53701. All right. Okay. Uh, and the subscription price is 15 bucks a year. I think it comes out every month, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I called you a couple of days ago about uh, the educational horse race show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to head on out to Calgary tomorrow anyways and take a shot at it. Hopefully I'll get lucky. I, so yeah, well, I think you get out there early. I was thinking about that. It would be almost impossible to do it on the air because you have to start from scratch. The best thing to do is get there early 
is you got to buy a program and a racing form. Get the daily racing form, and in the racing form there are a couple of pages, and it's very tedious and ponderous, but it explains how to read the form. Okay, and it explains what all the symbols are, and it shows you the last ten races of each horse, and uh, it's going to take a while, but, you know, you just don't want to go out there naked, so to speak. What's early, then? Huh? What's early, then? About uh, noon. Yeah. Or quarter to twelve. First race is at one. All right. Okay? Yeah. See all you right. there. Good luck. Probably go out there and win a $20,000 try. That's how it is, man, at beginner's luck. You know, oh, look at the colors on that one. Boy, that looks great. And uh, that's the way to do it. To hell with all this handicapping. Uh, still no Miami news. You think it's in a building? It's probably out in the uh, parking lot. It kind of sits there for hours. They just come by and they throw it uh, on the other side of the gate, and then they just fly out of here. I think the delivery guy from the Miami News doesn't like our neighborhood or something. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. It's 27 till noon at WINZ, and we'll come back. NZ, Miami Beach, Hello. 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 Yeah, I wanted to mention to you that uh, I think that you're making a mistake in promoting the local delivery of the Herald in that uh, at any price that the Herald bases their advertising with... Circulation, you're right. Good point. They base it on circulation. You're absolutely right. So even if they give the paper away, right. they're building up circulation and they're building up their rates and their income. Good thinking. All right, that's it. Short and sweet. Thank Later. you. Okay, very good point. Hey, listen, you know, instead of all, instead of just equivocating, just say no to the Herald. That's all. That's our new slogan. Just say no to the Herald. We're going to have a special day with puce-colored ribbons. And uh, just like we had Just Say No to Drugs back on the 15th of May, we're going to have a big day, and John Hambrick's going to be involved, and Ann Bishop, and uh, my good friend Mark Ludner from Channel 7. We're going to get all the people from the media involved on a big day. Just say no to the Herald. We could probably get about 50,000 cancellations on it one day. It ought to be great. What just happened on the phone there? Can't believe it. I know this is going to be a rough day. They're not going to make my life easy today, knowing I have a day off tomorrow. Uh, we have an open line in Broward, 764. Well, it's flashing. Let's see if it's for real or for its make-believe. Open line in Dade, 624-0191. 624-0191. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello? See what I mean? They're just impossible today. I want to talk to you. It's very important. Is there somebody whining on this phone? Oh, no. Neil, this is from Miami. This is a Miami line. Hello? I've been waiting to talk to you a long time. Okay. What can, um, we, what can we do you for? I would like to talk to you, share some reality that I have experienced from the white right-wing element in Miami for about three years now. I listen to you from ever since you've been on talk show radio in South Florida. Uh-huh. I admire you because you're a realist. Uh-huh. And you stick up for the truth. You speak truth. Okay, you do not allow people to influence your idea or be intimidated. Most of Miami officials are intimidated by these people. Yeah. And because of my outward, I'm sort of personality like you, I speak out. Yeah. I have experienced a reality which is real gruesome. And I would like to share like with, this with call. you because the time is going to come that gruesome. it's going to be known public. Yeah. Okay, uh, what I would like to do, it oh, is so gross God. that I'm telling you, if I speak now, it will shock the whole of the world.
at what? all of any place that you would like to beat me. What? I would like to speak to you personally. No chance. What is it that you want? I would like to speak... Because I know that you've called several times before on this show with the same psychotic lunacy. It's either, the, it's, it's either the lady who's got the the uh, Nicaraguans down the block or this lady with Janet Reno and... Uh, oh, I'm just telling you. What is this all about? What is the story? It's about an, um, a crisis and experience that I had here with a group of people who are in high offices. But I never... Such as whom? Huh? Such as whom? Which is whom? Which is whom? Which is whom? Which is Brew? He's running in the fourth at Calder tomorrow. Um, no, this is my first time calling. Oh, I'm I see. Really, Virginian person would like to speak. You're a Virginian. I say I'm a genuine person. I'm a real person. I'd like to speak to you. It's no game. It's no trick. I what do you want? I would just like to discuss with you something that I have. Experienced. Well, what is it? You've been okay, saying about, that for three. What is it? It's about um, child sexual abuse, incarceration, torture, and things. Oh yeah, torture, like this call. No, I'm not torturing. Torture. Yeah. I'm Agony. Not joking. This is. A, I'm not joking. I'm a real genuine person. I know. Who tortured you, Janet Reno? Grievance and. What'd she do? Tie you up? No, it don't have anything to do with. I've heard about her. Um, I heard about her, too, and I have some experience with her. I'm sure. To do with That's what you told us the last time. No, Neil, I never called your show. I never called. This is my first experience on talk show. And hopefully your last. All right, Gold Flake, amount the commercial. Take one. I mean, take one. <laughs> Wait a minute, did he hang up again? I can't believe it. That Gold Flaker, he keeps calling us and hanging up, and I had that all ready for him. And he disappeared. What's your problem this morning, Gold Flaker? Huh? Just can't hang on to that phone that long. You can't hang on to anything that long. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191. Man, I'm not believing these calls. Oh, there's the daily racing form. Who the hell brought that by? Freddie. From Freddie Farrell. Did he bring my pass for Calder? Says, if you don't get your pass today, yeah. you go out tomorrow, go to the information window, and ask for him. Yeah. And your pass will be there and also. Great. Thank you, Freddie. Freddie's a great American. He's the clerk of scales out at Calder. We have two open lines in Dade, by the way. That damn gold flaker, he keeps messing up all the Dade lines. 624-0191 in Dade. And I have tomorrow's racing form with the Calder entries. Thank you, Freddie. I'm dangerous now. I mean, last time, just think, last week I picked three winners right out of the newspaper with no information. Just, just on gut instinct. Ooh, look at that. A first-time starter... Cam Gambolotti, beaten favorite with three bullet workouts in the first race. Oh, boy. Who's riding him? Wait a minute. Beaten favorite with uh, Santiago Soto. Oh, boy. Look out. Boy, look at that first race. Lavender Green with Laurie Painter. Chores at Dawn with uh, Torso. Well, to hell with this show, man. I got the racing form here now. Look at that third race. Maiden two-year-olds. All right, at five furlongs. Now, this is my speed. We got all, all these first-time starters in here. Slew the Slayer, John Tamara with Mike Gonzalez, who went off at five to two and finished nowhere at sixth, who will absolutely demolish the field tomorrow. Oh, there's Valiente. Yeah, he's only been suspended for about six years, that kid. 
Boy, look at this. This is great. I don't have time. And there, let's see. There's one of Bill Calder's favorite horses in the sixth. Happy Gypsy. Nat the Trimmer. Terriat Secret. Oh, is this going to be a day at Calder tomorrow? I'm telling you, folks, mortgage the house. I'm serious. Just uh, every dime that you can scrape up and come out tomorrow. We're just going to raise that handle up there. We're going to plunge our brains out. Ban the Blues in the last race who won with Robin Erlenspiel two in a row. In for a 15,000 claimer after having been claimed by my friend Harry Benson. Look out, Harry. Are we going tomorrow, Harry, or what? What's the story? Boy, this is incredible. My Prince Charming. Record turnout, act upon, boy, there's a bad horse, Asperua. I don't think we'll see Julio. Is Julio already in New York now? I'm not talking to anybody in particular. I'm just talking to myself. Once they bring in the racing form, I start salivating. I become a madman. Now, I think Julio's gone. I think that's it. He left after Gulfstream, went up to New York. We wish him the best of luck, but thank goodness we got rid of Julio in a three-to-five shot in every race, right? Who needs that? Lauderhill, Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. How you doing? Okay. I just have a question about the Herald's advertisement in the way that they get people to subscribe to their newspaper. Mm-hmm. I recently moved to the area, and on five different occasions at night, because um, I worked during the day, I had been called by different people saying that we should subscribe to the Herald. And after the first phone call, and they gave me the whole nine yards of how much it would cost if I just ordered it on the weekends, if I just ordered it on the weekdays, and the whole package thing, I said, no, I'm not interested. Um, they then, a couple days later, called again. Then later, they called again and got my husband, and we just kept saying no, no, no. Yeah, by the way, before you go on, there's a bill in the Florida legislature that would outlaw all this telephone solicitation. Really? And I sure hope it passes. Yeah. Because it gets quite annoying, and even on your day off, like Saturday. Well, you know what you should do, and maybe you've tried it. You should tell them, I've already had a call, and the answer is no, and make a notation somewhere, don't call us again. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. Sir, I'm serious. Because it, they just keep hounding you. until. Yeah. I, do they work on commission? Is that how the phone people... I would think so, yeah. I think they get a slice of every uh, subscription that they sign up. Oh, I didn't know that. I, was, Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they work by the hour. I have no idea. Well, I was just curious. Also, another thing about the Baker situation. Yeah. Um, yesterday, with everything that had settled down and the TV news and showing what had happened on Nightline and the whole nine yards, and I think I saw a little blurb last night around on the 6 o'clock news where Farwell was saying, now you know that if I were going to make these allegations against Baker, that I have something to stand behind it. He is smooth. He's highly polished. I'm even afraid of having him, I mean, be in charge of the PTL. You know what I'm saying? He's like, now I want all the million dollars. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Don't you you get a weird feeling about it? I'll tell you one thing. I always, when I see him talking, I get the feeling there's four pounds of Johnson wax on his tongue. That's how slick he is. Slick, glib, and disgusting. He's revolting. He's very in control. Yeah. I mean, just everything. But, but he's going to lose this one because most of the people dislike him already, see. And his his whole shtick, you know, is it's nickels and dimes compared to the uh, PTL. They've got so many millions of viewers because they're on so many more stations with that satellite. So he's just uh, small potatoes compared to them. And, of course, now they've really played it to the hilt. And uh, Tammy has uh, been declared, uh, you know, sane under the Baker Act or something. And uh, you just watch. They're going to come back bigger and better than before. Can I just ask you 
guess one question, how did this all come to be? I mean, the board had to know how much money the bakers were making. Because they were all taking these gigantic salaries, too. If you were working for a company and the chairman of the board was paying you 350000 a year for doing almost nothing, you would vote to say, hey, let's pay him $5 million a year, keep him here for life, you know, wouldn't you? Yeah, but who blew the whistle? I mean, who was investigating all this and made it come to be known? You know? Well, the newspaper up in Charlotte was the one that really uh, opened up all of this about their condo in Florida and their home mansion in Palm Springs and about the uh, Jessica Hahn thing. It's been the Charlotte newspaper of all places that really opened it all up wide, so to speak. Not the Herald, I'm sure. No. <laughs> no. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay. Take care. Over By the way, I would like to advise you that if there's any doubt, what is it that Catholics wear? Is it a St. Christopher medal around their necks, the ones who don't wear a cross? Because uh, there's a picture, and there are two pages to this thing in Hustler. And in the first one, here is a picture of Pat wearing his um, VMI. VMI? His uh, sweat sweater or whatever the hell it is. In fact, he looks like he's sweating in it. And around his neck, you can see part of his St. Christopher's medal. And in the other picture where he's flashing in the uh, carton, flashing in the box, uh, you can see the same. There's no question about it. I mean, not that there's any question to begin with. I mean, you just look at him and you know it's Pat, depending on how well you know him, of course. But uh, it's incredible. It's, so if you want to be the first in your neighborhood to have your own boom box, just write a stamped self-addressed envelope to Boone Box, and we'll send you a copy of both pages from the Hustler article. Boone Box, care of Neil Rogers, W-I-N-Z, Miami, 33055. And uh, this puts the Herald to shame, trust me. Summer is here, and if you're looking at your shoe wardrobe, it's a record at Calder, at the Gulfstream. He had four winners in a row, not on the same day, but his four consecutive winners, he was disqualified on all four of them. Unbelievable. So obviously he's sitting it out, and uh, Herberto Castillo is going to be riding perfect parade in the eighth, who might be a little bit of a price. He was uh, running in cheap claimers and now had that monster win on the grass in a $25,000 allowance race last time out, only to be disqualified in place for it. So they really got to be looking for revenge tomorrow, okay? I'm, not, I'm just going to stop at that point. I don't want to get carried away here with that racing form. We have an open line in the, in the first race in Dade County, 624-0191. Coral Springs, hello. Neil, hi. How are you doing? Okay, how are you? Are you really in Coral Springs? Of Coral Springs. Incredible. My neighbors are cows. <laughs> oh, I'm not touching that line. I'm serious, real cows. Anyway, uh, two things. Yesterday I called um, Channel 7, the Broward number. Yeah. The guy wouldn't talk to me. He, they took my name and number. They, they, you know, they played around with me for about five minutes. Then he took my name and number, and he never called back to complain about Mark Ladner. Yeah. I just I, wanted you to... I have a feeling they probably got a couple of calls. Yeah, well, they, they, he never called me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing, I was raised Catholic, um, Catholic boarding schools, the whole nine yards, and, um... You know, I, I guess I believe the basic tenets of the religion, but I I saw the same thing, you know, with um, the nuns and the priests um, at boarding school. My parents paid a lot of money to send me there, and we got um, 
breads and pastries and stuff that were, you know, off the shelves from stores that were donated from bakeries. Yeah. And the nuns ate, you know, the finest. And my aunt, I'm, you know, I'm talking about money and religion, sort of um, equating it to what's going on um, with the PTL and all. Now, my aunt works for a bunch of priests um, in Pittsburgh, and they eat, I mean, literally drive, you know, Mercedes and Lincolns and eat the finest, I mean, finest food available that you and I couldn't afford. So I guess it's the same, you know, with every religion. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why it's good that all this other stuff is coming out now to show the hypocrisy. It's all such garbage. I think, you know, they could help the poor that are so needy. Yeah. More than eat filet mignon. And See, that's the one thing. Koppel, of course, who just totally wimped out the other night, didn't ask Jim and Tammy. It would have been the perfect question uh, when he kept saying, well, you know, the board insisted on paying us all this money. I would have asked him, well, you know, with all these people who are starving to death on the streets, all these right. street people and all these people who are desperate and starving, how in good conscience can you take, you know, uh, $2 million or more a year? Well, what the hell are you people thinking about? That's it, good conscience. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Neil. I'll see you in church. Okay. Bye-bye. Andre Nichols, according to the New York Times, 19, was acquitted at a March jury trial of shooting Roman Catholic priest Frederick Stryanese during a sexual encounter. Nichols said the priest picked him up in a park and offered him $10 to have sexual relations. When the priest refused to let him out of the car, Nichols shot him. Stryanese was director of Catholic Child Care Services and also directed a camp for Catholic Youth Services. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect, and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Do whatever steps you want, if you have cleared them with the pontiff, everybody say his own, Kyrie eleison, doing the Vatican right. Step into that small confessional. They're the guy who's got religion. I'll tell you if your sin's original. If it is, try playing it safer. Drink the wine and chew the wafer. Two, four, six, eight. Time to transubstantiate. So get down upon your knees. Fiddle with your rosaries. Bow your head with great respect and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Make a cross on your abdomen. When in Rome, do like a Roman. Ave Maria. Gee, it's good to see you. Getting ecstatic and started dramatic and doing the batting and around. Four minutes till noon at WINZ. Davey, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, this is the uh, lucky winner of the French trip again. Yeah. And, um... I'm going to Calder first tomorrow before I head out for the airport. Great. Boy, you can just uh, make a fortune and blow it all in France. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, I was wondering uh, if uh, you got any uh, favorites out there for tomorrow. Have you been listening to the show, sir? Yes, I have. Didn't I just give you a... Well, you probably won't be there. What time is your plane leave? Uh... 7.30. They want me there at 5.30. Oh, you, well, you won't be there for the eighth race. Of course, you can always bet ahead of time, but then you wouldn't get the money. Yeah. Well, parade. I got that one written down. All right. Far be it from me to recommend first-time starters, but Cam Gambolotti is sending out beaten favorite by exuberant in the first race with three great workouts. Look out. That might give you a good double. 
Okay. Beaten favorite in the first. I don't think it'd be much of a price. They'll probably bet him, even though he's a first-time starter. Although I'm looking at the form, and it just, you know, they really have no way of gauging. Yeah. Nobody picks him. Nobody picks him. That's the kind you like, boy. Although analyst picks him second in the form, so that could be, and handicap picks him third. Look out. I'm telling you, that could start your day off right. All righty. Okay? Well, have a good day tomorrow. Okay, enjoy your trip. I hope you win a million. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good luck. Okay. Open line in Dade, 624-0191. And those are the people in the audience. Now, there are a lot of them not into horse racing and not into that stuff. You know, it's uh, your problem. I can't help it. It's one of those places that exactly up there is, right? One of those places that you can go out, have a great afternoon. You don't have to take your life savings out. Just take, you know, ten, twenty thousand. That's all. That's enough for the first two races, for the double. And uh, just get some sunshine and enjoy it and relax. Get up there on a roof garden, have a great deli sandwich. That's what Calder's all about. Man, I've been waiting for months for this. <sighs> okay, Mike Wolf is here with the noon news headlines, not to be confused with the 11 o'clock or the 10 o'clock news headlines. These are brand new and exciting world news from CBS at the top of the hour, and then we'll come back at 12.06. Daffy will be along from 2 to 4. Trip is so upset with me, you're not going to believe it. I had a little chat during the noon news, and he said, this is disgraceful, it's blasphemous. People in our clergy are great teachers, advisors, father and mother figures. And what you're reading here on the air today is disgraceful. I said, okay, I'll be fair with you. Name me one thing that you learned in parochial school. You know what he said? First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries. It's eight minutes past noon at WINZ, and we have a couple of open lines in Dade, 624-0191. Yeah, it's for real. It's Pat Boone, trust me. You can tell if you know him well, you can be sure. Believe me, that's it seen that before, no question about it. Okay, uh, in Dade County, what did I say? 624-0191. We'll go to Miami and start this hour. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Neil? Okay. Um, I am visiting my mother from the University of Texas. I'm from the University of Texas, and I'm in Miami. You know, I'm sitting out in the sun listening to the radio, and she comes on, and she comes over to me. She says, you have got to listen to this guy, Neil. And she turns my radio to you, you know? And, like, I don't want to listen to a talk show. I'm 20 years old. I want to listen to music. So I'm listening to you, and she's telling me everything that you do. So now she's in the car on her way to the hairdresser, and I'm sure she's listening to you. So will you play be, be cool to your shul or something for her? She just gets a kick out of that. Be true to your shul? Something about your shul. <laughs> you do realize that when the sun goes down tonight, this is Shabbos. You do understand that. Yeah, yeah. The Jewish Sabbath. <laughs> Would that be sacrilegious for us to play it here on a Friday? Nah. You're sure? Nah. Is she listening right now? Uh, she should be. Okay. <laughs> Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. When some slum meal tries to put me
two open lines in Dade. Dade County is out to lunch again. Six two four zero one nine one. We have a very distraught young Catholic lister out there. He's very upset with what's going on here today because I read those stories. Those are all true stories, by the way, out of very reputable newspapers like USA Today. And you know USA Today is reputable because when you look at the colors, they're the real thing. They're not like those in-between colors. I mean, they're all the colors of the rainbow. And I asked him, I said, what are you upset about? I said, what did your priest teach you? And you're not going to believe what he said. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with you. And that's all he said. It's 12 minutes past noon at WINC, and let's go to North Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hello. I'm, a, I'm one of those despicable telephone solicitors. Oh, Don't God. ever hang up on those people. Let me tell you how to do it. String them along. Just keep saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, make them go through the whole pitch. Ask them all kinds of questions, and then say no. Telephone solicitation is a numbers game. If you're sitting in an office, say there's a hundred women sitting in an office, and they're mostly women, and they're making phone calls. If you say no and hang up, we're glad, because we didn't go through the pitch. We didn't have to tell you everything. You say, okay, we're not going to turn that guy around. But as long as you stay on the phone, you take up our time, mm-hmm. take up the telephone time, which yeah. costs money, mm-hmm. and then at the end, when you've exhausted every avenue, you just say, well, gee, I don't think so. Another thing a telephone solicitor hates is a person that surreptitiously hangs up and you're pitching a dead phone. Don't ever hang up on them. If everybody in the United States did this, can you imagine the money they would have to spend on watch lines and on, yeah. on uh, pay and they get no, uh, no sales out of this? Never thought about that. Oh, gee, just keep them on the line. Keep talking to them. Keep talking, and then they hang up, and they say, "Oh, that sob! I couldn't turn him around." Yeah. You know, and he was interested, and I couldn't turn him around. But you know, just at the bottom line, just say, "No, I don't think I want that." Okay. Okay. Good. Good. It, it works. Believe me, I've been doing this for about two years, only because I have bad eyesight, and I'm 65 years old, and I can't get a real job. You know. But. Uh, me too. That's my problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, okay, do that, and you'll drive them nuts. Don't hang up on them, though. Okay. Drive them crazy. See you later. All right, bye-bye. 1214 at WINZ. We have an open line in Broward, 764-0707. You think I want to try that one more time, see if we can't stop that in the right place. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your... Okay, let's uh, take our next call in Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Uh, just want to make a comment talking about the homosexual acts with the priests and the choir boys. I think there's something going on between North and the president. I'll tell you why. I don't know if you heard it. The other day at the hearings, they had something when they were questioning this Enrico Rodriguez, and they were watching something, and uh, this Enri- Enrico Rodriguez related to the committee. He says that Ali North passed comment. He says, well, they can't touch me because the old man loves my ass. <laughs> <laughs> is that That's good? great, yeah. Yeah, so I thought I'd just pass if you didn't hear that. Well, I always, I always had the you. feeling that Ronnie knew something that the rest of us didn't. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. okay, Neil, I enjoy your show. Bless you, sir. Okay, thank you. Sir. Have a good weekend. Now, Colonel North, let me try and get this straight. 
All right, Senator. Your testimony is that Bob McFarland had a plan to get some contra aid. Uh, that, that is correct, sir. He'd sell our weapons to Iran to get that contra aid. With a plane load here? And a plane load there. Here a load, there a load. Everywhere a plane load? Uh, that's right. Bob McFarland had a plan to get some contra aid. So old McFarland had that plot to get that contra dough. Yes, but when the going got too hot, he couldn't take no more. Oh, a valium here. And a valium there. Here a pill. There a pill. Everywhere down up. Bob McFarland had the plan to get some contra aid. Yes, uh, I see. Well, thank you for clearing this matter up, Colonel Lord. And thank you, Senator. And I would advise your counsel that before any further testimony is heard, you have that piano tuned. Oh, yes, sir, of course. 16 past noon at WINZ. We'll go to Deerfield next. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I'm the fellow that called you a couple of weeks ago when you were doing a job on Century Village and you uh, used your censorship power and you cut me off. But that's not the reason why I'm calling. I'm a, I'm a called a patron, and I'd like to tell you a, a little horse story. Can I tell it to you? Well, if it's not too long. No, it'll take a, take a short time. This okay. fellow uh, bought a claimer for $5,000. Yeah. And... Uh, he, he wanted to see the horse that he bought, so he went to the behind to the stables, and he went to the stable where the horse was, and he looks in, and the horse is lying down on the floor, flat, and the vet... With Pat Boone. Go, go ahead. You heard that? No. And the vet uh, was working on the horse. Well, the fellow said to the... He says, hey, Doc, he says, how's his health? Doctor says, he's fine. The fellow says, do you think I could race him tomorrow? Doctor says, yeah, in fact, I think you'll beat him. And that's the story. Quiet. <laughs> On, but well, that's when it has to sink in. It has to sink in. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm glad you liked. It. You redeemed yourself. I, did I? Yeah. Okay, we're friends. We'll see you tomorrow at Carter. You going to go tomorrow? Yes. Okay. I'll be there Sunday also. Excellent. Well, if I win tomorrow, I'm going Sunday. I'm going to uh, plunge millions on Sunday. Oh my God! Listen, we'll be able to buy a Rolls Royce. Our own track. <laughs> okay. See you tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. That is good. See, the more you think about that, but it just it's not one of those that hits you immediately. Twelve, it's like some of the horses that I bet at Calder. They don't hit the finish line immediately. It's like about five minutes later when the other horses are going into the paddock for the next race. 1218 at WINZ. we got a little break to do here, right? Boy, this is a busy hour, man, for a lunch hour. This is almost unbelievable. Shock jock. Isn't that incredible? I've been here for 11 years. And the only shock that I ever got was when I, you know, stepped on the carpeting in the other studio and uh, sat down. Then, of course, I got a shock when I came in here and Daffy had the chair wired, but that was another story. Miami Beach, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. I sent you a check for so far. Yeah. And I enclosed a note about Arbitron ratings. I don't know if you got it. Yes, thank you. All the way around. Yeah. Uh, the thing I wanted to tell you, I sent you a very cheap cassette, cassette tape I found out. Yeah. Is it going to matter? No. Oh, oh, it'll work well? Yeah. Oh, that's good. When, when did you send that? Because I don't remember when I got it. Oh, dear. It must be a week, ten days ago. Okay. Because uh, Marlon Bailey from Superstar Productions keeps uh, dubbing these for us, and uh, I don't know when he's coming in again, but... Uh, as soon as he comes and gets the next batch, we'll get it right out to you. Oh, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Good. And I'm going to participate in the Arbitron ratings in about three weeks from now. Incredible. Well, we can't discuss it on the air, but um, no, that's great. No, I've never known anybody that was involved with it, so I'm really happy about that. See, sooner or later, each, uh, each one of us has our day. Yeah, evidently that uh, does happen. Yeah. 
Good luck at the track tomorrow. Thanks a lot. I'll need it. And enjoy your day off. That's even better. I know. It could become a habit for me. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Okay, thanks a lot. All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Neil. You too. Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Yeah, you are a sick puppy. I love your show. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I laughed. I was I was one of those days that I was out of the office and uh, going from place to place to take care of business. And uh, unfortunately, I had to get out of the car every, about every 30, 40 minutes. But while I was in the car, it was hysterical. Uh, it was really great. Let me ask you one question. Ask me anything. I probably okay, won't answer. there we go. Um, do you think that Mr. Falwell is is sane? I mean, sane like you and I. We're totally insane. We know that. But is he for real? Jim Baker called me on the phone Sunday night, May 17th. <laughs> Two months had passed. He said, Jerry, I want to ask you to hand the ministry back to me, as you promised in Palm Springs on March 17th. I said, Jim, assuming it was being taped or someone might be listening in and it was for the record, I said, Jim, here's what I want to say to you. Does that answer your question, sir? I, I think so. Neil, are you going to do anything for the, uh, since it's the Constitution's birthday, are you going to do anything special for it? I'm going to pray for it a lot. Okay. Well, you keep up the good work, and I really enjoy your show. So Thank you. show. Okay. Good luck to you, sir. Have a great life. Take care of yourself, sir. Okay. 24 minutes past 12 at WINZ. We have two open lines again in Dade County. Dade seems to be the one where we uh, have a constant problem. You know what the problem is? No se habla inglés aquí. That's the problem. 624-0191. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Great show, but I tell you, you know, ever since I started listening to the daytime, you're a real bad influence on me. I'm late to my appointments all the time. Yeah. Sit in the car, busting the gut. That's what many of the priests have said, too. I'm a bad, in a bad influence on <laughs> But I got a question for you. Yeah. Because I looked it up in the dictionary, and I can't find it for the life of me. What the hell? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. What is a sued? A sued? Yeah. Are you serious? You can't, can't find it. I can't even figure out how to spell it. P S E U D. P? P S. Oh, P S. E U D. E U D. Yeah, see, it helps if you know how to spell it when you look it up in the dictionary. No wonder. Wait a minute. Let me get my dictionary, okay? <laughs> Wait a second. I got to tell you, these uh, evangelists, they're getting their due, though, now. It's great. Okay, I'm sure that sued is in my dictionary because this is a sued Dude. dictionary. So, obviously, it would be in here. I got another one for here's, you after you look that one up. Here's prosthetically. Mung. What the hell is mung? Mung? Yeah. Well, mung is just a word that uh, Bill Calder made up years ago, and I ran with it. See, he comes oh, okay. up with good material, and I use it. No, it just means uh, like a mess, like uh, junk, like something unmentionable. Oh, okay. I follow you on that one. Well, all I can tell you is sued is short for pseudo-intellectual. Oh, is that one and the same? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. You know, it was funny because, uh, you know, you'd be, would, you'd be surprised how many people listen to your show. And I was in the health club the other day working out, and these uh, these guys were watching me, and I was getting a little nervous. I said, what are you two suits looking at? <laughs> Another guy in the club says, what does suit mean? <laughs> so I had to just wing it. And they, we were talking about your show, and they had Fred Schatz on. 
and we were getting a big kick out of it. You'd be surprised how many people in the, uh, what I call the perfect demographic. Well, I found, know, wait a minute. The 30s, uh, upper middle income. I found it. I, I found it. Sued or pseudo, false, spurious, as in Steve Spurrier. Remember him? He used to be a quarterback for Tampa Bay <laughs> for the 49ers. Okay, good. Well, at least I find out how I spell it, at well, least. Well, this is a high-level show, sir. You learn something on this show every day. That's why I don't listen to Alice no more. Okay. Is Stan Major coming on your show or the other one? On this station. station or the other one? On this one. Oh, on this one, because the paper was. I looked at it before coffee, and I said, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Yeah, they just can't They just can't find us on the dial. Unbelievable. But it's your radio station that he's coming back. Yeah. Because he was the one that got me into talk radio when we were having that uh, Marielle problem here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loved it. Get him, get him riled up. He's ready. Hey, good luck, Neil. Hey, great show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jerry Falwell and Jim Morrison, man. Could you see the religious institution that they could build? By the way, what happened with Marlon and that Elvis picture we were supposed to get today? Has he called us at all today? No? Maybe Kyle is in a state of suspended animation. He is not speaking. He is about to write one of his caustic messages on the screen. This ought to be really good. Do you really? Oh, I see. Uh, where are we going next? Let's go to Tamarack. Hello. How are you doing? Okay. Let me ask you something. I missed that as far as what you said about the Catholic Church and... I called your producer, just figuring he might be able to give me a little idea. This is basically about the uh, the sexual abuse charges that have been going on for centuries. Yeah, nothing new. Well, that's basically true, but at the same time, uh, once you really look at the facts that, uh, that the parochial school system... Are you referring to the parochial school system in this case? Or? What, do you, what do you mean, am I referring to it? I'm referring to the... referring to things that go on in church or... Uh, well, that's not only the Catholics, but they seem to have, uh, you know, a big slice of the pie, so to speak. Well, they got a big slice of the pie, but, yeah. the, but the other end of the stick is that when, they get the, that when people graduate out of parochial school, whether it's elementary or high school, those people know how to speak English, they know how to right they know how to add they know how to do a variety of things uh that yeah there's no there's no question uh, about that they know how to do a variety of things that's for sure well that is true but you look compare them to compare to your average school in new york city and they're way ahead of those kids i mean simply because of the discipline and and the more rigorous education you know yeah. that's what I'd say. so if a few thousand get molested along the way you know we shouldn't worry about that well let's put it this way uh I hate to think of how many children have been molested in the English educational system. Since it's an all-male institution, they don't ha they do not integrate the sexes. Yeah, well, we don't live there. Yeah, I know. Well, that's that's basically the truth. But yeah. you know, let's face it. No, I don't it, think it's basically the truth. It is the truth. are doing outstanding work yeah. under horrendously so hideous conditions. So naturally, we shouldn't tell the United yeah. States, and mm -hmm. I think they need to be given a hand. By the way, did you hear that the Pope has requested, or everyone is being requested to spend to pay ten dollars? Was in Dallas or Houston, so the Pope can be paid his two million dollars to come there? Oh, I got a great story for you, by the way, out of California. Uh, I think it's in Monterey. I'm going to have to find it. Just a second here. Maybe you can uh, whistle Dixie or say a few Hail Marys or something while I'm leafing through here. There's a great story. Not that great of a story. In fact, uh, it's not even a big deal. But it just came to mind. It's somewhere in here. It's in Monterey. Oh, I wanted to ask you something. And Is it had to when I heard that Pat Boone had appeared nude in Hustler with his genitals in a box? Correct. 
I have it right. I have it right in my hand, sir. It's not. It's the, the not picture that is. where they filled in the parts, so they did something like that. No, they didn't fill in the well, parts. What kind of an idiot does he? Why would he do a thing like that? Well, first of all, he was he was like I don't know, 18 or 19 years old when he did this. This was or 20, whatever. He was a young kid. Oh, this goes back a long time. Yeah, th and this was not something that anybody was supposed to get their hands on, if you pardon that expression. Oh God Almighty. And they were thinking that, of replacing him with Ben Baker and... Uh, that's and, what a lot of us said when we saw the picture. Oh, God Almighty, what a disappointment. I cannot find that article. Anyway, it had to do with the fact that they wanted to um, exploit the Pope's trip to... Uh, it was Monterey or somewhere in California. And that uh, somebody out there, the Archdiocese, had asked to commercialize, to charge the media out there for coverage in order to raise the $2 million that they need out there. And the networks and the other media people got very upset, so we don't pay for the news. Why don't you? Why don't we really expose the fact, not only that he should pay for his own thing, but also expose the fact that's probably been well known that he, this pope, has been directly or indirectly involved in the death of the prior pope, and he was placed in that position more or less. And the other pope, I think John uh, Paul or whatever his name was in '78, they quickly hustled him away. And they and they they embalmed his body without anybody taking any look as to what was the initial cause of death. So that's involved. And why can't the Pope pay his own expenditures? Amen. Well, t business is bad, don't you understand? They're crying the blues. Hey, business is bad. They're crying the blues, sir. Business is bad. The Vatican's in debt. They've been giving all that money to the Contras. Excuse me? They've been giving all that money to the Contras. Business is bad. I'm sorry, I don't understand. You mean that the Pope has been giving money to the Contras? No. That's a joke. Of course. Uh, the whole well, thing is the whole joke. thing is a joke. Don't you understand? The whole thing is a joke. You don't understand that. It's passing right by you. The whole th the church is a joke. The Pope is a joke. This whole thing is a joke. That's what we're finally learning, and unfortunately, it's sailing right on by the brains of too many people. Exactly, it's business. And if it's they had kept it honest as Billy Graham and a few other people, this thing would have not reached the kind of proportion that it's that it's going in. Well, uh, Billy, just, uh, just for instance, you know that Jerry Falwell is supporting the South African government, which means that he believes that it's perfectly acceptable to take little black children and concentrate them and bang their heads in until they become mentally retarded he and never, abuse them. He, that he considers that to be the right of God. Until he met Jim Baker, he never met a white person he didn't like, sir. That's Jerry. Jerry. Well, now that Jim, now that uh, Pat Boone has that particular problem, he can't do anything either. Well, no, it looks to me like he could do something, but well, uh, yeah, we don't want to get into it on basically air. Basically, that uh, <laughs> when he was singing April Love or April Showers, um, that was a few years before he took that picture. Yeah. Okay, sir. Thank you. Have a great life. Yeah, somebody has suggested that uh, those organs have been. Uh, now, there was nothing airbrushed in that picture, believe me, okay? Trust me when I tell you. There has been nothing airbrushed. Boy, you know, the more you look at it, the more you realize how small it is. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your... It's 27 before 1 at WINZ, and, uh, you know, there's really... We're going to have to get four more carousels in here, you know why? Because I'm beginning to realize that within each piece, there are probably dozens that we can spawn out of each one. You know, like the son of Vatican Rag. Or the brother-in-law of the Leprechaun Condom. Leprechaun Condom. Which we haven't played that today, have we? 
Well, listen, if you're real good, if you really uh, rub your Blarney Stone and you really put your hands together, say a couple of Hail Marys, maybe when we come back from this break, we might play it for you. David, Jim Baker called me on the phone Sunday night, May 17th. Two months had passed. He said, Jerry, I want to ask you to hand the ministry back to me, as you promised in Palm Springs on March 17th. I said, Jim, assuming it was being taped or someone might be listening in and it was for the record, I said, Jim, here's what I want to say to you. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries. Hey, this is the time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Oh, now that I would, Mackie Patrick, if you be wearing the green. I know, there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechauns. Don't be wishing on a four-leaf clover. or falling for the gift of gab. Especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones. <laughs> what have you? Be doubling your protection with leprechauns. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So, get yourself a leprechaun and you won't be catching anything else. 22 before 1 at WINZ. Neil Rogers with you till 2. Don't forget, Mike Spindell will be filling in tomorrow. I'm going to be out at Carter losing thousands. And then I'll be back on Monday. Let's see, what's going to happen on Monday? Taffy's going to be in France. And Glenn Hill is going to be here Monday from 2 to 4. So that ought to be, we're going to have the exciting, we're going to have that operation over the weekend. That cackle box. And no, oh, that's right. That's right. Monday's the day we're getting our new phone numbers, so uh, we're, it's, we're going to be really touch and go on the phone. Miami, hello. Hello, man. Speaking, Neil. Just a second. Who's calling? Uh, Tom. Okay, Tom. Yeah, I dropped... Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah, I dropped by to visit my great-grandma and uh, see if she's all right, and she had you on the radio. And earlier I, I heard you mention something about uh, your interest in uh, horses and racetrack stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have a, an uncle that checked out a few years ago, and he was, uh, that's the only thing he lived for all his life. I mean, you know, he, he, he enjoyed it. Anyhow, he uh, owned his own horses, and uh, he was kind of bright. He graduated Bowden in New England. And he, uh, I found in his drawer this chart that he made out, like it's, uh, and I was wondering if I could give you, I'd be glad to mail you one, but I was wondering if I could give you a brief, like, description of it, if you could maybe explain it. I'll hang, I'll hang up and listen, because she's wandering around, and her bag is dragging on the floor that she urinates from. But on the top line, it's numbers, and all the way down, it's like uh, uh, initials, like M-A-R. It, on the top is, is like numbers, dash 4, dash 3.3, uh, dash 3, and dash 2, and it goes down to zero, right? Yeah. Okay, under, like, the first one, uh, dash 4, it's the initials M-A-R. And the next one... Uh, it, it, that's all the initials for that one. And under the 3.3, it has initials F, G, L, A, T. Yeah, I think... No, no, those are the tracks where they ran. F, G is the fairgrounds. L, A, T is Latonia in Kentucky. Those are the tracks where they ran. Yeah. Well, he spent all his life accumulating this information on here. And... Those, these must be speed ratings that he created for the different tracks, probably. Yeah. He spent his whole life on this. And uh, I, I'm really not sure, you know, how to explain this or, you know, what it's all about, but... 
I'd be glad to mail you one. Yeah, mail it to me, and then I'll look at it, and then maybe one day next week uh, call me, and I'll try to explain it to you, and maybe maybe we'll discover something in here. We might find a good system. He was, like I said, he was bright. He had no problem making bread off of this, but uh, he kept it to himself. Yeah, well, that's the smart way. Okay. All right, nice talking to you. Okay, but if I, I figure it out, I'll share it with you. Okay, bye. Okay. 19 before 1 at WINZ. There's an open line in Dade, believe it or not. 624-0191. Hollywood, hello. Hello, how are you? Okay. Uh, I understand you don't have the Miami News yet. No, as a matter of fact, but I do have the racing form. Yeah, well, there's two items in there that your producer thought might be of interest, so I decided to stay on and tell you about them. Okay. Uh, one is on the front page. It reads, Minister wants anti-censor show at library censored. Would you like to hear about it? Yeah, that's great. Uh, the fundamentalist minister wants to censor two sexually explicit movies scheduled to be shown at the downtown Metro Library as part of an anti-censorship program. Mm. Rick Patterson, pastor and director of Jesus Fellowship, said in a letter to 750 fellow pastors in Miami, enough is enough. I believe it is time for us, the pastors and that, church... That, that's, what Je- that's what Jessica Hahn said, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they sent us... <laughs> sent a bunch of these out, and uh, they spoke to the folks at the library. He says, we have a series of films, each of which presents different reasons for having been banned, religious, racial, sexual, and political. And it's always the old nemesis of sex they object to. Yeah. One of the films is anti-Catholic, called The Miracle. Patterson said, a representative of the American Coalition for Traditional Values will address the Metro Commission next Tuesday in an attempt to stop the showing of the last tango in Paris in La Cage of Fault. Oh, my God. At the library. God forbid. Uh, the films have been included in a series of five being shown as part of a program called Censorship and Libraries, which is described as an attempt to educate the public about the dangers of censorship. And uh, the library says, ideas are by their very nature radical. It is unrealistic to expect that a library will shelter everyone from whatever they dislike. And he says, uh, let's see, response to the letters is coming in. Patterson says he's received signed petitions from Wayside and Graham Baptist churches. And uh, anyway, the library says this was not billed as family entertainment series. It is not being presented in the context of of, uh, family entertainment. Yeah, well, I preacher there he's going to have a big fight on his hand with the priest in town if he tries to cancel la caja full uh let's see <laughs> what really bothers me is that people tend to think of the public library as a disney institution in fact it's a vital institution for democracy because what makes up a democracy is an informed citizenry and literacy is what they advocate yeah god forbid so that was that thing and the other thing is on the upbeat page in the front of section c um mentions you in the same breath with george carlin uh-huh. It says, uh, Bill Von Mora wrote this. This is Wins Radio's talk show host, Neil Rogers, who has his own list of words for the FCC, <laughs> would like to double-barrel his running target if he could line up George Carlin to help him pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. In a telephone interview from his L.A. home, Carlin, the offbeat comedian who acquired the label Counterculture Comic, blah, 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 said he was aware of Rogers gunning for the FCC. He even knew about the acronym Rogers is using for his crusade against the government agency that regulates radio broadcasting, and some say is trying to control minds, too. Rogers calls his campaign against the agency and its actions so far. Save our First Amendment rights. Wow. And, uh, let's see. And they talk about the kid Chris Douglas. There's, yeah. There's a whole story about Chris in here, how... Uh, yeah, his father was, his father was the one that opened all this uh, garbage up. Right, yeah. And now he works over there. <laughs> 
And uh, Carlin's been quoting H.L. Mencken, who says, people have the right to make their own choices, but certain people deserve to be offended. And so bad taste and indecency should be protected. Yeah. Now, we're uh, trying to get him on sometime in the next 10 days. Oh, that's great. Anyway, I thought you'd like to know about that. And uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying your program. And I'm working on my second petition. And I just sent out for the postcards. And Excellent. And don't stop. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Don't, don't uh, tone it down. Don't, st don't change anything. We won't. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, by the way, speaking of the petitions, I haven't even given the address today. And the weekend is here, and I'm not going to be on tomorrow, although I'm sure that Mike is going to really uh, lean on the thing tomorrow, right? You bet. So far, P.O. Box 2214, Miami 33055. Now, I realize I'm asking a lot of people who already signed petitions and circulated petitions to... Uh, start all over again and get involved with the second part of what we're doing, but we're sending out these cards, thousands of them, to our uh, representatives and senators in Washington, asking them if they support censorship and putting them on the spot, trying to help us get the FCC out of the business of censorship and uh, sticking their nose into the First Amendment. So if you'd like some of these cards, please send us just your You don't even have to supply the envelope. Just your name and address on a card or in a letter to so far, S-O-F-A-R, Save Our First Amendment Rights, P.O. Box 2214, Miami, 33055. I guess we got them upset at the Archdiocese. They're eating macaroni and cheese today. That's what I heard. That They're so upset that they're going back to no meat on Friday. Should we do something to pacify them a little bit? Maybe a little dedication? <laughs> there March 17 and confronted you with the story I had heard that you had raped some girl in Florida in a hotel. You advised me in a private meeting that you did not rape anyone, but that in fact your wife at that time was in love with another man. And you were trying to win her love back and hoping to make her jealous that John Wesley Fletcher, per your request, brought a 19-year-old girl down from New York. Okay, we're back. It's um, 13 before 1 at WINZ, and where are we going next? Should we take a call from Miami? It's always a risk. Hello. Hello. Buenos dias. Listen, you'll have to excuse my poor English, but I've been trying to get in touch with you for about four weeks to give you a name of a good restaurant. Okay. We'll try something new. We're ready. As a Japanese restaurant that is on 32nd Avenue between Coral Way and 24th Street. The name is Fuji, F-U-J-I. Yeah. And I want you to try that. My name is Oscar Garrido, and if you want to collect it, you don't like it, you can call me. At, I'm on the telephone book, and I'll pay you for the meal. Oh, don't do that, though. Everybody will be looking up in the book and calling you and expecting you to pay for their meal. Huh? Don't do that, Oscar. All the cheapskates will be expecting you to pay for their meal now. No, but if you don't like it, if you like it, I know you won't call me. You'll go back there, and we'll meet out there someday. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Oscar. Twelve minutes before one at WINZ, there's an open line in Broward, 764-0707. We'll come back right after this. 
Finally, the 10 record set you've been waiting for. Tammy Faye's unbelievable new album, Here's the Rock, I Crawled Out From Under. I put 16 tons of makeup on, then my husband does it with Jessica Hound. Oh, Betty Ford called and go I will, I'm all strong out on booze and pain. It's all here. The headache, the heartache, the pancake. Rock of ages is my face. My mascara won't erase. Tammy Face, here's the rock that I crawled out from under. Won't you buy my new album? If you don't, you're burning hell. You really will. Thank you. God bless you. And Jessica Hahn. You told me that when the door was closed and you and Jessica were in that room, that if anyone raped anyone, she raped you. She began to undress you. You were, at that moment, temporarily impotent. Twelve fifty-two at WINZ. Where should we go next? Margie, hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay. Good. Uh, Neil, instead of going to the track and risking your dollars on things that may or may not result in a profit for you, I have an entrepreneurial um, um, investment that I think that you'd be interested in. Are you ready? I'm listening. Okay. Um, in, in, in light of the success that Up With People has had all around the country, how about something like Up With Rabbis? I mean, we can make a fortune down in Hallandale. <laughs> And the only problem we might have is Falwell could steal it from us. And and then uh, he might retitle it and simply call up yours and, and go around to... Uh, exactly. You know, that, so that's... I think he's already done that. Oh, yeah, he has, definitely. Yeah. But uh, that's that's the only problem I think we might have with this. That's what Jim Baker told Falwell, <laughs> that, he, that he had done that. And the Jim and uh, Falwell said to him, well, I wasn't the first one, obviously. You lost me, but that's that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad I fumbled around a little with that because uh, it's good. We wanted to lose everybody with that. No, you don't want to lose anybody. You're picking up audience all the time. I know. Did you see what? On a street corner. <laughs> I picked up a listener on the corner of Biscayne and 79th the other day. Did he speak English? No. Okay. Well, um, did you see what Pacifica did with regard to the FCC? Yeah, they're doing Ulysses. Yeah. Did they get permission to do it? What do you mean get permission? They're going to play it. They've done it every year for six years. This is the seventh year in a row. That they've played it on June 16th. But they've asked for permission to see if that, if that would, if one of the greatest works. Well, no, no, the FCC has said they're not going to do anything until after they play it. Oh, I see. I didn't hear that. I In other words, it's like opening up the trap door and saying, okay, go ahead and walk through and we'll see if you survive. Well, that's how they play ball. And Donald Wildman has said, okay, when they do this, we're going to say, go ahead, prosecute. Like, you know, he's the uh, judge and the jury. Have you ever heard him, by the way? No, I haven't. The guy in Tupelo, Mississippi, he can barely speak. He's like a uh, sub-cretin, like he uh, hatched under a rock, like a barnacle you'd find on the bottom of the Titanic. What's he doing way, way out there? Why isn't he in the White House? Well, he wants to be there with all the classy people in Tupelo. I see. All those Elvis fans. Uh, I got you. Neil, have a good day. You too. Thank you. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Is he still singing? He's still making guttural sounds. I just got the tail end of Pat there, but I'm uh, sorry about that. Speaking of the tail end, don't forget, get your uh, envelopes in for your boom box.
I will say this, that everybody who comes in the studio, yesterday you noticed they were a little bit bashful. They didn't want to be the first one in because if they did, then uh, people would start raising eyebrows. But today, everybody who's come in has uh, really said, this is everything that I have said and then some. Okay, I'm not exaggerating. But boy, I hope you've got good eyesight, because it's not, uh, not everything he was cracked up to be. Miami, hello. Miami, hello. Hello? 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 With rusty nails. What? Meaning? Get rid of them. Okay, sir. Happy Easter to you. 18 before 11 at WINZ. Let's see, how many have we taken? 6, 9, 14... That was good. Five minutes before, well, at least he's not talking now. His parole officer is going to be there on uh, Monday. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191, Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Did you read the uh, story in the Enquirer on uh, Jerry Falwell? No. Uh, quote, it's on, uh, it's the June 2nd issue. It says, same TV evangelist, Jerry Falwell got a million plus advance for a tell-all auto bio. He says it'll be a real shocker for people who think I was Christian 10 years before I was born. Great. Reverend Falwell admits he refused to attend church and never cracked the Bible until his spiritual rebirth at age 18. And he also reveals in Strength for the Journey that his dad was a rich, notorious criminal who was hot-tempered and volatile and who killed his own brother after he came at him with a pistol in each hand during a drug-induced rampage. Mm. Reverend Fowler said his dad felt so guilty about the killing, he started boozing heavily, often at the rate of several bottles of whiskey a day. Obviously, you could not have intercourse with her. So what do you think of that? <laughs> well, what so can I say? He's got so much to say about everybody else. <laughs> huh? What, what is there to say? I mean, it just, I'm spellbound. Yeah, I was too when I read it. I mean, he can go into the details that he likes to go to. Okay, listen, I hate, I hate to move. But, okay, listen, we've got a good call here coming up. I hate to cut her short. Can you get him on the air? Is he still there? What's that? What was the question? No, I'm... Oh, no, she's... Oh, I see. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Am I on? What was the question? My question? Yeah. I want to know, first of all, i got a couple of them. Yeah, I heard the first one. Uh, no, you didn't. you got a different person now, I think. Oh. But, but am I on there now? Are you on what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I want to know who's Daffy. Is that not the same guy? No, it's not me. Okay, now don't get hysterical. Well, uh, is he still on the phone or did he hang up? He's gone? Okay. Don't get panicky now. Just not relax. Panicky. It's almost uh, 1 o'clock already. Not you, Kyle. Kyle's having a nervous breakdown. Hey, Kyle, sorry. He saw somebody run out of the newsroom yesterday, and he's trying to do his best to imitate. Go ahead. I'm sorry. First of all, who's Daffy? I'm walking out. I can't stand it. What? Who's Daffy? Daffy is uh, Daffy. She comes on after me. That's a girl. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I've only listened to you a couple of times. I was just, uh, I just heard you saying it. Well, you got to start listening every day. Then you find it's like a soap opera. you got to watch several days before you figure who all the characters are. Oh, I will. I also got another question. Whatever happened to Barbara Studley? My partner over here was, uh, was said that he uh, used to listen to Barbara Studley. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd get away from him real quick. I'd run out of the building screaming and shouting. Why's that? Barbara's busy selling weapons to the Contras. Barbara's busy selling weapons to the Contras. And testifying in Washington. Testifying in Washington. Yeah. Is it, why are you repeating? I sound like an echo, like I'm in an uh, echo chamber. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. There was a guy Just in there don't do it again. a horse joke. Remember that? Yeah. What's all this horse manure? I don't understand. Is this your best material? This is my best material. I don't have any best material. Oh, okay. Well, listen, get some and then call us again. 
Mike Wolf is here with local and area news headlines. World news from CBS at the top of the hour. We do have one open line in Broward, 764-0707. Now, see, I thought we could get that other guy on the air. But he just ran, you know, that coward. Probably looking at his Pat Boone picture right now. Later, you were in the shower saying, weeping and saying to God, Oh, God, I've been with a whore. Seven minutes after one at WINZ, and we have one open line. It's in Dade County, 624-0191. Let's, uh, oh, we have a hostile caller. That's good in Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Hello? Yes. On this Pat Boone picture. Yeah. Are you saying he's a victim of pubicide? Pubicide. Very good. Is that what it looks like? That's certainly what it does look like, yeah. <laughs> okay, now i got to ask you one more thing. Why did it say you were hostile on the screen? Are you hostile? Oh, far from hostile. I'm okay. mellow out. Okay. Maybe you were just hostile when you first called. Now, let me ask you something else on this pseudo-intellectual. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think of you more as the epitome of sagacity. Yeah. As wise as Solomon. As you knew. Huh? Very yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Testing my vocabulary. I'll have you know, sir, that there are a lot of words that I know, most of which I can't use on this show. We have an open line in Broward, 764-0707, Lauderdale Lakes. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Neil. How are see, you? That was a little, that was a little test. <laughs> Is he a brother of Taffy? <laughs> He's a certified sued. <laughs> you know, you're a breath of fresh air. I giggle and, and just uh, fall over all the time I listen to you. I just enjoy you so much. I well, let, you. Listen, you can giggle, but don't cackle. If you cackle, you're in big trouble. Uh, Tommy, do you remember getting a letter uh, with uh, checks in it? Well, I sent checks at different times so, so far. But do you remember getting a letter with a gold label? This yes, I certainly do. Well, I'm that gal. <laughs> I've been trying to get you off and on, but I can't. I'm, I'm so surprised I'm successful today. I was really impressed with that. I was whelmed by that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, uh, I just want to repeat what I said in one of my letters that, uh, you know, I had uh, called for a tape and I still didn't get it, hon. And, and this is going on, what, almost a month. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know... Wait a minute, you had called for one? No, I had written. You know, I had uh, sent you a blank and money and for so far. And and you didn't get your tape yet? Uh, no, I didn't get yet, and this is almost a month now. Well, we'll have to find out what's happening with Marlon Bailey. I haven't heard from Marlon today. Uh-huh. He's handling all the tapes. Uh-huh. And if anything happens to Marlon, boy, we're all in big trouble. Oh, boy. I wish you were closer. I'd give you some help. <laughs> in fact, he was supposed to bring by the nude Elvis picture today, and we haven't seen it yet. Oh, boy. That's very important to me. I'd rather have the tape. <laughs> well, <it laughs> Well, anyway, depends. as I say, you are a breath of fresh air. I'm telling you, I don't have my kids around me, but you take their place. You are just terrific, and I think the same way you do. Uh, so... I want to uh, thank you for giving me so much enjoyment listening to you. I don't know what I'd do without something like this to listen to every day. Okay. Well, listen, if you don't get that tape in the next couple of weeks, so let me know. We'll see you get it. All righty, hon. Thank have a you nice... so much. Have... Stay well. Take care of yourself. You too. Have a happy. Thank you. You too, dear. Okay. Bye. Elvis and Pat together? Is that what that picture is supposed to be? Where is it? We haven't heard from Marlon. <laughs> I know Spindell's going to have a good time tomorrow, boy. I can tell. Mike, if you're listening, boy, call in sick. Trust me. Before it's too late, do it now. Two open lines are both in Broward, 764-0707. We came back into the room where several people were, 
including Mark DeMoss, Jerry Nems, Pastor Dorch. We came into that room, and we were there six hours totally, not 25 minutes. I wonder what the heck they were doing in that room. That must be the orgy and the sauna that they were talking about. Do you think so? 11 past 1, let's take a call in Miami. Hello? Hello? Hello. Oh, am I on? You're it. Okay. Yeah, listen, uh, have you ever seen that bumper sticker? Wait, wait a minute. Are you on a bad phone? Uh, I don't think so. On a cheap phone? Hello? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me all right? Just barely. It sounds like you're talking through a tin can. Uh, if, uh, if I holler, is that okay? Hello. Yeah. Is that better? I, I can hear you fine. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can hear you a little bit. Okay. Uh, I just wondering, uh, you've you seen the bumper sticker, haven't you? Uh, the moral majority is neither? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, Falwell and all his cohorts, uh, they're very, uh, Falwell's pretty active politically, you know, uh, signing up with the president and things like this. I was wondering, and I know you, you, uh, your opinion of the people of, uh, southern Florida is, is that they're brain dead people. Yeah. I'm from northern California myself. I've been here for about a year and a half. Really? And I, yeah, I was wondering if you would ever consider addressing me, uh, the uh, this constitutional uh, convention that the, the the conservative right's trying to bring around, you know, do you think it would stimulate much interest? Interest. All I'm doing is keeping quiet and hoping it doesn't happen. Well, if it happens, you realize we all have to get a passport. We're all going to have to leave the country. Yeah, well, we're last I heard when I left California, we're because you know it's bandied about more out there, but we're uh, two states away from ratification. You know, to get uh, you know for it to. Uh, go before a vote or whatever. Yeah. It's getting pretty scary. <laughs> I know. Can you just imagine? Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be hard. I mean, the, the first the, thing to go would be the First Amendment. The new founding fathers at the Second Constitutional Convention, Jim and Tammy Faye, <laughs> Jerry Falwell, Ed Meese, uh -huh. William Rehnquist, yeah. and Oliver North. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty scary prospect, I'd say. Um, <laughs> you know, anyway, I listen to your show quite often, and I've never called your show. I've, I've called the... Talk programs out west, and I called the the other station out here once. But um, I just wondered if you think it would, uh, you know, stir much interest. I know the when it comes to political uh, discussions out here, God help you if you're not uh, Republican and uh, you know to the right of Attila the Hun. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you catch my drift, don't you? Well, we all have to be. If we're to the left of Attila the Hun, we're all communistas. You know that. We so that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I have my card in my wallet. Which one? My communista card. <laughs> you're, you're a closet communist, I see. Well, listen, you can't come out of all your closets. That's right. Well, you know, got to keep a few things secret, right? You bet. Well, listen, have a great life. Yeah, and I uh, really do enjoy your show, Neil. And, uh, you know, keep, keep these, uh, maybe one of these days some of these minds out here will, uh, you know, I mean, turn on to some uh, politically active uh, yeah, way well, of we, thinking. We, I don't know. We have a lot of lobotomies that are going on now in secret labs all over town. We have little bits of Bill Casey's brain <laughs> that are being inserted. So just wait. It's going to be exciting. Okay. Well, well I'm not suggesting revolutionary, but uh, if, if the people stop being so uh, brainwashed by the, the image makers, then I think we hold a lot better off. I just want to alert you what's going to happen when these people wake up from the operation. What's going to happen? They're going to go back to their condos, get their checkbooks, rush to the bank, sign over all their CDs to the Contras. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. All right, yeah. Okay, take care. And in that uh, six hours, somewhere along the way, you said, Jerry, I want you to take the ministry. And I asked you the question, why do you want me to take it? You said, you're the only preacher I trust right now. Those. Wait a minute, what? For his words. Oh, I see. 115 at WINZ, Miami. Hello. 
Hello, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I wanted to ask you if you saw 2020 last night. No. Okay, what they were talking about was, and uh, I don't know, you know if this is a big issue or not, but uh, was deporting uh, those uh, German, those people who were Germans before and then became citizens here in the United States and came over on the boat and... Uh, then that's how, how they became American citizens, and then they're, they've been found to be... Um, Nazis. Right. And I wanted to hear what opinion I had about that. What opinion I have about it? Yes. I mean, what is what opinion can you have? This government has a shameful record. For 42 years now, this government has been playing cozy with Nazi war criminals. Yes, I agree. We never met a Nazi we didn't like. Right. And uh, it, uh, also, you know, the scientists and whatnot came over and had uh, diplomatic immunity or immunity due towards the scientific uh, community. Yeah. I think that was wrong, too. Okay. Okay, Daniel. Thank you for talking with me. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, when they were trying to figure out a way what to do about Bill Casey, they were very distraught that Dr. Mengele wasn't around anymore. They were all wishing that somebody would have taught him how to swim. It's 116 at WINZ Hollywood. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Did I catch you off guard? Yeah. I love PTL. <laughs> Great. I even love Oliver North. Excellent. Well, you have good taste. Oh, they've provided me with many a happy moment. I know. Oh, I wish there were just more of it. Further, he went on to say that he wanted me to form a new board. Oh. And in the course of things, after we had, and that was quite a traumatic <laughs> thing for me as well, after I had agreed to do that, before I left the room, he asked the question, do you think I could ever come back to PTL? What do you think? You say what? Well, uh, I don't think he should. I think he should stick with Jessica Hahn. Yeah. <laughs> I've even made up a song called The Rape of Jessica Hahn. Really? Yeah, but I haven't got any words. That sounds like a delightful little ditty. I play it on Johnson Street Beach. Do you really? Yeah. I bet that goes over big. Oh, it goes over like a lead balloon. Like a pregnant pole vaulter, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, you know what my greatest ambition is? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Maybe I should be afraid to tell. Go ahead. We're listening with bated breath. Well, I'm trying to be a lesbian, but I can't be very successful <laughs> at it because I'm... <laughs> I'm a man, and a man can't be a lesbian, but I... Really? Well, you could work on it. You could have the operation first. Yeah. But somebody said I could be a faggot, but that's too normal. I don't want to be a faggot. No, anybody can be that. Yeah, I want to be a lesbian. Nobody can be a lesbian except a woman. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying hard... But anyway... Yeah, moving right along. I just wanted to tell you that I love PTL. And Jerry Falwell and Pat Boone, too. What is pubicide? That's like uh, genocide. Hmm. But uh, you kill adolescents? No. When you look at the picture, your whole family dies. Miami, FLA. 
hitchhiked away across USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. It's 119 at WYNZ. Daffy will be along from 2 to 4 this afternoon. And um, what can I say that we haven't said before? The following. Okay, 122 at WINZ. We're almost at the end of the road. Can you believe it? With a long weekend coming up for some of us. It's kind of like a mini vacation. It's like getting ready for vacation. It's like, you know, doing a little practice run. It's like getting a workout, going three furlongs before the big race. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, Neil? Yes. Uh, hi. Um, I'm calling you here for work. I've been listening to you for uh, a couple of days. I've been listening to you for about yesterday when you were talking about the Cubans and all that stuff that that lady called and said the Cuban was going to be free. Yeah. I want to tell that lady's crazy. So it's the other guy that called, too. But I want to ask you a question. You know, I, I, it's a personal question, but I just want to ask you. No, we don't answer personal questions on the air, sir. Oh, not personal. It's just uh, just a question. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you so hate the Cubans... I don't hate the Cubans. Well, you know, I heard that you you hate the Cubans. No, well, whoever told you that didn't know what they're talking about, okay? I don't hate the Cubans. Well, anyway... I I deal with people as individuals. I don't know about you, but I deal with everybody as an individual. Well, no, no, yesterday, when you were talking about it, you mentioned, you know, like like the blacks, and you were mentioning, like, the Jewish and, and the Cubans and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you said that you hate Hialeah and that you No, hate I didn't Miami. say... No, I never said I hate Hialeah, and I never said I hate Miami. Well, you said you wouldn't shop in the stores. Exactly, aren't? because I don't speak Spanish. That's right. But, see, what, what's, what's wrong with it? I mean, I, see, I'm 24 years old, and I've been living here since, since I was a kid. Yeah. And um, I go to school, and uh, I got American friends, I got black friends, and I got Jewish friends. Yeah. And uh, Some of my best friends. They're in, they're in that bad, I mean... I, I mean, I was born here in the United States, not born, but almost since I was 12. Yeah. And I came from Cuba, and, uh, I mean, I gone through the Army and stuff like that, but, um, I mean... So, so what are we talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, what I was telling you is, cause, you know, my, my answer, my question was, since you were, you know, saying all those things about the Jewish and, and the blacks and all like that... All what things? What are you talking about? What I was saying is, if you don't if you don't like Miami, then why don't you just get out? Why don't you just leave? If you don't like this show, why are you listening? And much less, why are you calling it? Well, I'm calling just to tell you. I mean, uh, you said you have a, you have a show to talk, and that's why I'm calling. If you don't like it, why are you listening to it? Well, it's a good show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. It's oh, I see. A very good show, but uh-huh. I'm just. Well, if I left, you wouldn't have this show to listen to. Well, your life wouldn't be worth anything if I left. Oh, I know that. Okay. I know you have a you have a good show, but I'm just Well, see, I'm doing you a pubic service. Huh? I'm doing you a public service. Well, I know you're doing a good service, but okay. I, what I'm saying is that I just wanted to ask. I live in plantation. I don't live in Miami. I live in plantation. Oh, okay. No, and there, but you said there are at least two dozen live... people who speak English in plantation. But you see, do you come back again to the same question that I asked you? No, I'm not coming back to any question. We're not even talking about this today. We talked about it two days ago, not yesterday. Oh, the, the and you're, you're rehashing it again. Everybody's getting along just fine today. The other day, I got hanged up. By who? I don't know. When they said hi, Aliyah, I was waiting for it and then hang up on me. That's why I called today, because yeah. I wanted to talk about that 
about that subject. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I just thank you for... Uh, I used to live in Hialeah. That's why, that's why I called. Because you said that, uh, that, you know, that you, you won't shop in the Hialeah uh, stores and, and some other places because, or like, you know, because uh, people talk Spanish and stuff like that. Exactly. Why should I go to Hialeah to shop when I live near the Broward Mall? Do you used to live at Broward Mall? Yeah. Oh, I used to live close to there, too. Right. So if you lived there, you wouldn't shop at Westland, would you? Uh, well, you know, like I say, you know, I, I got nothing against nobody. Me either. I mostly was born here. I, I get along with everybody. Okay. All right, well, thank you for calling. Let me call Okay, you. I'll call you again. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Jim Baker called me on the phone Sunday night, May 17th. Two months had passed. He said, Jerry, I want to ask you to hand the ministry back to me, as you promised in Palm Springs on March 17. I said, Jim, assuming it was being taped or someone might be listening in and it was for the record, I said, Jim, here's what I want to say to you. Hey, 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 present for Daffy there. Maybe they ought to reconsider the death penalty in France, you know what I'm saying? 130 at WINZ. Let's bring back Marie Antoinette. Now, she had a sense of humor that I enjoyed. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Are you there? Are you gone? 
Coconut Creek. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hi, how are you today? Okay. Good. We listened to your show for for years now. Who knows how long? And uh, we cool. took your advice, and uh, we went to Casarella's Italian restaurant for dinner last night. Yeah. And we tried the fruit of the sea, and I'll tell you, it's the greatest, and nothing compares to it. And uh, I thought we died and went to heaven. It was just, it was unbelievable. Great. And uh, the place was spotless, and in the restaurant business, I think it's the immaculate conception of <laughs> the ultimate. You can't compare anything with it. <laughs> we ought to put that in their spot. I'm telling you, and uh, we'd like to thank you so much for the uh, wonderful things you're doing, and I'd like to say hi to Pat and Mary Lou, the uh, owners of the restaurant, and I'd like to thank you personally. Okay. You're doing a great job, and good luck tomorrow. I called her. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good life. Boy, talk about enthusiasm. He was just gushing, huh? When I was there March 17 and confronted you with the story I had heard that you had raped some girl in Florida in a hotel, you advised me in a private meeting that you did not rape anyone, but that in fact your wife at that time was in love with another man. And you were trying to win her love back and hoping to make her jealous that John Wesley Fletcher, per your request, brought a 19-year-old girl down from New York named Jessica Hahn. It's 131 at WINZ. Our next caller is in South Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Excellent program, as usual. As usual. Uh, you know, last night on Larry King's, they talked about uh, Jim and Tammy and uh, this guy who was just talking about the Falwell, that uh, they were all at uh, President Reagan's inaugural in 1981. What does that tell us? Oh, they're all good friends of his. Yeah. Considering this Iran scam thing that's happening now. They're all in bed together, so to speak. Well, I'm wondering if, if they didn't all get together to kind of take the limelight off the president. You had a call about an hour ago. You told me that when the door was closed and you and Jessica Holly were in that room. Past, and I'm wondering. That if anyone raped anyone, she raped you. <laughs> what was that, sir? I'm wondering if uh, Ollie North <laughs> didn't buy a, a, a donkey with those traveler's checks. Is sodomy an impeachable offense? No, I think uh, he gave all the money to the PTL club. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing that nobody mentions is that Oliver North is not only a born-again Christian, but an absolute fanatic born-again. I mean, he's just uh, obsessed. That's right. That's right. He's, yeah. He's hid behind the Bible several times, I believe. So I have a feeling that all of these people, once they take the big blanket off in the sky, all of these people are going to be lying there naked together in the same big uh, waterbed. You know, if Gary Hart couldn't run because he he had an overnight thing with a woman... Yeah. You notice, by the way, nobody cares about that anymore. Do you notice how quickly that came and kind of disappeared? That's right. Uh, but, boy, the Jim and Tammy thing, it was hot, kind of hot for a little while there. Then the Gary Hart thing came and disappeared almost overnight. And now Jim and Tammy Faye are, like, bigger than uh, Mary Tyler Moore. I mean, it's just Up incredible. And after our Marine or after our sailors got killed last week. Yeah. You know, Falwell just came out with that remarkable statement two days ago. It took the line like off the marine thing and then off of what mr gonzalez lopez he got three or four names what he said about reagan loving ollie north's ass i still can't get over that that's incredible isn't it they haven't made a bigger thing out of it than they have it blew me out when well if you look at the pre if you look at the president's cabinet and all the people that uh, he's appointed in the last six and a half years it's obvious that ronald reagan never met an ass he didn't like <laughs> And the truth is coming out now. I don't know why we're not hearing from his supporters to uh, do anything. I guess they're all lining up to... Uh, they're all praying. ...have their donkeys checked. They're all praying that Jack Kemp's past doesn't come out. With their Bible. Wait till I give the picture of Pat Boone and Jack Kemp. That's going to be the good one. Pat Boone and his brother, Baboon. Yeah. Amen.
Okay. God bless you, Neil. Same to you, sir. The Lord loves you. He began to undress you. You were, at that moment, temporarily impotent, so obviously you could not have intercourse with her. 134, our next call in Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I was out all morning at the hospital taking tests, but when I came back, I heard you mention Pat Boone again. Yes. Whom I've disliked forever. Will you tell me what it's about? Are you... You mean you don't know? No. Are you serial? No, I was at the doctor's all afternoon yesterday in the hospital this morning, and I'd like to know just what it is, since I just mentioned I never did like him and his daughter even less. Are you standing up or sitting down? I'm sitting down. Okay, I have in my hand... From the January 1984 issue of Hustler magazine, uh -huh. a two-page article, Pat Boone, nude. Uh -huh. Are you following me so far? Yes, every word. Okay. Yeah, that's very nice. That's all I ever thought of him. That he's not very, very good character. And the second page has a picture of young Pat, about 20 years old. And he has a cardboard box with a big hole in it. Uh-huh. And you can, you'll have to use your own imagination as to what he's sticking through the hole. Yes, I'm already following you. Are you going to send in for your copy? No, but I'll send you in an extra check for your cars. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. On a day like today, we pass the time away. You told me that 15 minutes later you were in the shower saying, weeping and saying to God, Oh God, I've been with a whore. It's 1.36 at WYNZ. I think we should, do we have two more breaks or one? One? Two. Okay, well let's try one now and if it works well, we'll do another one later. It's Holiday Havoc, a Memorial Day savings riot at your Norton Tire Center. And when word of this incredible sale gets around, it'll be sheer. Here and uh, check Pat Boone out, and what a disappointment, huh? They said, no no big deal. That was the reaction. They couldn't believe it. They said that the last time they were to the track and saw the jockeys was the last time they saw anything even close to that small. I mean, you're going to be in for a shock. And don't, this is not... A put-on. I mean, this is for real. If you'd like a free copy, we'll send you both pages. And I, again, thank the gentleman who brought this in yesterday. And trust me, sir, you will get it back. In fact, what I plan on doing is sending him one of those 100 uh, virgin copies that we're getting. It's the least we can do for him from Hustler. But if you want your own uh, copy of Pat Boone nude. Although he's not nude, he's got all the rest of his clothes on. It's just what he's sticking through the cardboard box that uh, I imagine would bring a lot of attention especially over at the Archdiocese. In fact, they've requested the first copy over there. They want to check this out to see if it's true or if it's just another ugly rumor that that guy on a radio, that shock jock, has started. That's what they allege is the reason that they want to have a look at it. They want to inspect it at the rectory. Hollywood, hello. Hi. Hi. Neil, I had something happen to me unbelievable yesterday concerning you. I had your program on and Fowler was in the back, but, you know, you've been with a whore. Two young fellows walk into the store, I'm watching for a friend of mine, and they said, is that Neil Rogers on the radio? I says, yes. 
and they said, you should not be listening to him. The man is evil, and Christ will call us all down to account for this. I said, I don't begrudge you your right. Stay away from mine. I said, but how did you recognize his voice so quickly? Yeah. He said, we are all taught to know the voice of the devil. Oh, absolutely. But it's a man. These are not old people, prunes. These were young fellas, no more than 20. Mm-hmm. Another thing, you have the whole issue of uh, that January with Pat Boone? No, I just have the two pages. Oh, because in, I went crazy looking for that. I had thrown all my old copies away, but I had sent a picture in at one time of an eggplant that they published <laughs> with a little thing on the bottom, <laughs> and it happened to be in the same issue. So I'm thinking, am I going to be a millionaire with having one of these original copies? It could be. I'm telling you, these could be collector's copies. They could be more valuable than uh, Elvis's uh, whatever. Sure, yeah. But anyway, it's really a, an awful picture. Isn't it disgusting? I mean, the guy really ought to join a monastery. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it makes me feel good at this point. You know, I just uh, I can't believe that there's anything that tiny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now we know why Shirley Foley left them a couple of times. Anyway, they're, they're on to you and they're out to get you, pal. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'll be watching for them at Calder tomorrow. They'll be out there, too, plunging their brains out for God. Take care. Good luck. See you later. We came back into the room where several people were, including Mark DeMoss, Jerry Nims, Pastor Dorch. We came into that room, and we were there six hours totally. One forty-two. It wins Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, listen, Neil, I love your program. I've been listening to it for three days because a friend of mine turned me on to it. But uh, I was talking with another friend of mine. They were talking about um, about the whole ordeal with the um, the whole religious scandal. Yeah. And uh, I think that um, I think it's it's funny that they, these people like you know uh, Baker and Paul they're getting all this money. And then uh, um, they're not taxed by the government. Yeah. And that's the best part of it in their eyes, in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. They don't get a bit of tax. And I think that, you know, that's because church and state should be separate. Or that's what the Constitution says. And uh, I think that if, the, if they're going to follow that part of the Constitution, <laughs> I think that should also follow, you know, with the First Amendment, with the non with the censorship. With a non-compete clause, right. Right. Okay, well, listen, good luck to you. Have a great weekend. Bye, right, you too. Stay tuned for further adventures. Good luck at the racetrack. Thank you. Have a good day. Adios. Sylvester Stallone stars in his most challenging role since Rhinestone. Yo, Mandy, and you came, and you came without taking, and now you're friggin' dead. Stallone is Manilow in Barry, First Wimp, Part 1. It's a miracle. Ah! Absolutely, yo. Copacabana with my Uzi. Ah! Rex Reed says, I love the costumes. Gene Siskel exclaims, four stars, yo, absolutely. Roger Ebert says, pass the popcorn. Sylvester Stallone as the limp arm of the law. Barry, first went part one. You are the disease, and I'm the cure.
That's yo. And coming this summer. I know you are, but what a boy. Rutger Hauer in. I know you are, but what a boy. Pee Wee's Last Adventure. I know you are, but what a And in that uh, six hours, somewhere along the way, you said, Jerry, I want you to take the ministry. And I ask you the question, why do you want me to take it? You said, you're the only preacher I trust right now. Something that just just dawned on me. You notice that real high pitch in his voice? Now, I know nothing about music, so I don't know. What do they call that? Tenor? Something like that. Like a squeaky tenor, kind of like Ron Sachs. Now, I don't want to get too graphic, but remember the day we were talking about uh, when Tom Gallagher was in here and Lee Gillette? And there's that old stereotype about guys who have real deep voices have got, um, how do I say it delicately, Okay more than a generous share of whatever the Lord handed out. Is that a very nice, uh, genteel way of saying it? Or Gentile way of saying it? Boy, there goes that. There goes our spotlight. Kyle just dropped one of our um, prizes from the Herald on the floor in the control room. That's the end of that. Anyway, uh, getting back to this, and I'm trying to handle it delicately, if you notice that real high pitch when Pat sings, and then you look at the picture, I think you'll begin to realize, seriously, that there's more to it. Now, perhaps Ron Sachs would like to fess up, huh? I mean, what's it all about down there, Ron? And, of course, I guess if uh, that were your fate in life, you would whine a lot, too. 146 at WINZ, and let's... <laughs> I gotta, I'm going to tell you something. If you ever did anything that I suggested that you should do, writing in for a copy of the picture is uh, its imperative. I mean, if you just want to go crazy. And, of course, the copies are not, I will grant you, they're not as good as the original, but uh, make no mistake about it. Make no bones about it. Uh, you're just going to have a nervous breakdown when you see this. You'll be the head of the party all over town. Okay, let's uh, get back to the calls. Miami Beach, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, with all the interludes in between the phone calls, I didn't think I'd get on. But uh, the first thing is I wanted to ask you, uh, is it true that Taffy McCallum's not going to be on anymore? That correct. was that yesterday? That's correct. From when is this going to be? Uh, this is your last show today. Why? What's the reason for that? Well, again, when you ask me what's the reason for that, you have to ask management. That, I mean, the not... serious reason, the real reason. Is it because the ratings are down or something? You didn't let me finish my sentence. Sorry, okay. I don't make those decisions. In spite of what many of her callers said yesterday, I have nothing to do with who stays, who gets fired, who gets hired. Uh, I have nothing to do with any of that. Management makes those decisions. Hey, I understand. I didn't even hear her show yesterday. I just heard you saying yesterday that she meant she's not going to be on anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, what she does, and again, I, I commend her for, uh, you know... Going out like a pro and not making a big scene and, uh, you know, conducting yourself in that way all along, and I commend her for that. But what she's doing is that just doesn't fit in what where the station wants to be. Who is going to be taking her place? Do they know yet? Stan Major. Oh, uh-huh. you know who he is? I heard, I used to hear him one, a long time ago, I think. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I, I, I think you realize who's calling you now. I think you know my voice already, right? 
I didn't in the beginning, but now that you mention it. Yeah, I called you last time before Pesach to wish you a happy Pesach. And I'm yes. I wish you a happy Shavuos, and I hope you enjoy your blintzes. Well, as a matter of fact, that's going to be Taffy's subject on our last day today, should Gentiles celebrate Shavuos. <laughs> okay, but I hope you enjoy your blintzes. Okay. Okay? You too. Happy Shavuos. Okay. Okay, bye, Neil. Buenos dias. <clears throat> okay, 12 minutes before 2 it wins. I think we ought to take our last break. Are we going to do lots of locks? Or is it Lux? Oh, we should do that one next? Okay, somebody is out to lunch on the beach. Hello? Hi, how, good afternoon, Neil. Are you out to lunch? Well, I'm on my lunch hour. That's I'm okay. not out to lunch. No, I'm, I'm at a lobotomy like most Miami beaches. They're always out to lunch. I personally want to congratulate you for the job you're doing. I'm from New York, and I used to listen to Howard Stern. Yeah. And you can beat them over the head. That's why, I mean, I, I run them over in public, so what you don't get in Hallandale, I, I take care of for you. Because they wait all day long. I must tell you, though, I must congratulate you. You have opened up my mother's mind. We have been trying to do it for years. Yeah. She now listens to you. She's got a radio in every room. Are you serious? You are programmed into her car radio. Great. Do you never, you know, anything? And who knows? May next, she may pick up a paper, but not the Miami Herald. And she told me that my grandfather, who was a pressman for 45 years, when he came down here three or four times a year, yeah. would never buy that paper. He called it a scab newspaper. That's a good word for it. Yeah, well, you know, definitely. It's a polite word for it. The stick that we pulled Mother's Day. They picked the rascal house. I didn't want to. Oh, boy. Stood there in line, and they wouldn't let her through. And I said, Ma, tell them you know Neil Rogers. And their faces <laughs> froze. They were all waiting for their white little bag of rolls. <laughs> I heard a great line in Pumpernix, and the woman said, Dear, can I have more rolls? He said, Sure, honey, as soon as you finish the ones in your purse. Oh, that's great. Isn't that great? That's excellent. Like, kiddos. I mean, I went to high school down here over the, you know, against the wall. Little people have little minds, and I hope you do start a big movement. Well, there are a lot of people in South Florida trying to start a big movement. Some of them have been working on it for years. Yes, that's I their know. Pro- I always that's said if their you problem. Hmm? <laughs> I said that's their biggest problem. I know. If you put it to a preparation H in the city of Westerville, three-fourths of the state would disappear. Yeah. I really, but congratulations, and don't give up. Okay. There are some people that have a brain. Well, we're going to start a new movement. Uh, it's called BM and the PM. <laughs> you got it, Red Rider. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye. Ten minutes before two at WYNZ. Now can we take our break? I mean, listen, you know, I'm cooperative. I'll do whatever you say. Well, I see we've got our bonus spotlight back in one piece again. That's good. That's excellent. That can be the prune alert. In a control room. Very good. That's uh, the most expensive piece of equipment we've had put up there in a long time. It's eight minutes before two at WINC, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes. Neil. Hi. I think uh, the, letter, uh, the picture of Pat Boone, uh, he can't blame anybody but himself because all those love letters he wrote in the sand, if he would have kept them a little shorter, maybe uh, he wouldn't have wore it down to a nub. Couldn't, have been, couldn't be any shorter than this, believe me. <laughs> In fact, he can only write parts of letters now. Well, that's what happened. He started in the 50s, and uh, this exactly. got left. You got it. <laughs> okay, I just want to uh, write away. Who do I send to to get a copy of it? Okay, just send me a stamped self-addressed envelope right. to Boonbox. Boonbox. Okay. Not boom as an M, like a radio, but Boonbox with an N, care of Neil Rogers, W-I-N-Z, right. Miami, 33055. All right. And trust me, it'll be well worth the postage. It'll be a collector's item. <laughs> All right, thanks. Okay. Bye. Homestead, hello. Homestead is long gone. 
Is there anybody else on there that we want to talk to? No? A lot of lines lit, but I guess we don't want to talk to any of them. Okay, well, listen, it's 6 before 2, so instead of talking to somebody, I guess we'll play something, huh? Got a lot of lines on there, but uh, according to Kyle, nobody that I want to talk to. And if anybody knows, he knows. Oh, I know what we ought to play that we haven't played all day today. If I can find it. Okay, this is like a countdown. It's like seeing if can Neil find it in the rack before the show ends. We ought to have some kind of a sound effect. Oh, here it is. Say, no problem. Just because we got 7,000 carts in here, no sweat. It's late at night. You're fast asleep, and a shadowy figure is about to break into your home. But you're protected. Yes, it's the James Brown Home Security Alarm. The hardest working alarm in the safety business. Designed by the godfather of home protection himself. The James Brown Alarm protects you from burglars, vandals, peeping tars. And if you act now, we'll include at no extra cost the patented James Brown Hot Pants Fire Alarm. So put the Soul Patrol on your keyhole with the James Brown Home Security System. You'll say, I feel good. Jim Baker called me on the phone Sunday night, May 17th. Two months had passed. He said, Jerry, I want to ask you to hand the ministry back to me, as you promised in Palm Springs on March 17th. I said, Jim, assuming it was being taped or someone might be listening in and it was for the record, I said, Jim, here's what I want to say to you. I don't do my job as well when I'm constipated. Okay, it's uh, four and a half before two. <laughs> Do you realize we could get 80 shows out of that? Easy. Starting yesterday. Well, let's see, that leaves us 78. 78 and a half because we haven't done nearly as much today as we should have done. Okay, we're almost at the end of the line, and I get two days off this weekend, which is really exciting. And uh, I understand that Bill Carter is going to be making one of his rare public appearances at the track tomorrow. And uh, we're all looking forward to that. I understand that there's a rumor going around that Mike Miller and his agent might show up there too tomorrow, so we're really excited about that. And I uh, got the racing form. Calder's going to have a nervous breakdown when he finds out. I understand through the grapevine that he's got our passes, but I have in my hot little hand, alongside my Pat Boone photos, the daily racing form. Beaten favorite in the first, the first-time starter trained by Cam Gambolotti and ridden by... Santiago Soto. I'm not, I'm not touting on these. I'm just making noise on the air, okay? I'm just making little guttural sounds. And, of course, here are all of uh, Calder's favorite horses. Jose Hooray. He's going to go nuts tomorrow. Happy Gypsy. Terry at Secret. Here's one for me. Homo Adonis. That's a good one. It's one of my favorites. Um, they're all in there. And then in the eighth race, don't forget. Don't forget if I can find it. Perfect parade. Poor Doug Valiente, boy, got set down four races in a row. And this was one of me, one going away in a $25,000 allowance race on the grass and got set down. And this time he gets the services of Heriberto Castillo. So perfect parade. I'm just, again, not touting. Don't uh, get angry with me, okay? Just send in your losing tickets to uh, Oliver North and we'll redeem them by sending them to uh, Barbara Studley. 
Okay, that's going to do it, and we wish Taffy a good trip in uh, Paris and the best of luck. And uh, her audience out there, I know that they're going to be attacking me for the next two hours, but that's the way it is, you know. You've got to find somebody to blame. There's always got to be a scapegoat. I'm responsible. Just remember, if we have an earthquake, if we have a hurricane, heaven forbid, if it floods out in your backyard, if the electricity goes off, no matter what it is, it's Neil's fault. Okay? And I accept responsibility. I'm not even going to argue with those people because most of them are over the age of 200 anyway. So have a great time. We thank Mike Spindell for filling in tomorrow while we're out there just taking away thousands from Calder. And we'll look for you Monday morning at 10 here on WINS.